The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. Tomlin's going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again. Complete at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. And in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Mount St. Joseph University. Effing Good Chicken Tenders. And Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Mount St. Joseph University College Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. From Schuler Field in Cincinnati, Ohio, on Delhi Avenue. Good afternoon. Looking to get back into their Heartland Conference Championship, which they won last season in a three-way tie with Hanover and Franklin. Alongside is Dan Benjamin here this year for the home games. Dan, thanks for joining us. It's going to be a fun season for the Lions and their senior quarterback, Jayton Tomlin. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to come on board with you to announce the Lions home games. I'm looking forward to see what this Tomlin kid can do this year. I know he had a fine season last year, but again, here's the first game jitters. It's going to be an interesting season, as we said, Chayton Tomlin coming back, but he's going to have a new set of receivers for him this year, losing A.J. Glines and Grayson Roberts, who elected not to come back this season, Dan, and he's got a whole new set of receivers, including one of them that was with him last year in Chase Pankey, along with Paul Miner, and they've also got a couple of other receivers that are coming in. One of the big names right now, and one that is making everybody excited here on the Mount campus, is Cornell Beecham, a 5'8", 175-pound sophomore. He's out of Winton Woods, but he went to Notre Dame College a year ago and won a national championship in wrestling, decided he wanted to come back to Cincinnati, and boy, I'll tell you what, he's got the thighs of Earl Campbell, Dan. That's awesome. Great to see a kid like that come back home. He's from my home city at Winton Woods. You know, I know they're excited to get him on the field, see what he can do here for the Mount. Well, the Lions expect to get a big boost out of him, along with juniors Nick Murphy out of Dawsonville, Georgia, and Cooper Earls out of Georgia also. Again, I talked about it last year, Dan. Tyler Hopperton has got that pipeline coming out of Georgia to help out this program and it continued the same this year. He keeps getting those players because there's no D3 program in Georgia and they get the opportunity to come up here and play. Yes, I had a chance to talk to him a little bit about that in the off season and uh, him and his staff go down there and spend three or four days from uh, talking to him in the summer and uh, they do a great job recruiting. You know, that's what you got to do at the D3 level and it's no longer just recruit close to home, it's recruit where you got to go to get the players that are going to help boost your program. Now the offensive line is going to be looking to 
replace a couple of big players that they lost last year, especially in center Cole Tepe. But according to Tyler Hopperton, he's going to be right now. He's happy with the offensive line, but that's going to be one of those question marks that they're going to have to answer early in the season. Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, I, I coached 23 years of high school football in the area, and you can say what you want about skill guys. You can have the best quarterback in the league. But we all know as coaches that it's one on the line. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what this O-line can do today. Jake Kaiser coming back, Isaiah Trimble, and Kavanaugh McCarthy. They're all going to help protect the skilled players. All told, the Lions are returning seven offensive starters from a team that was ninth in the nation in passing a year ago. One of those starters may or may not play today in running back Michael Williamson. He sprained an ankle in the scrimmage last week. But he could be played today if they deem necessary, but what that's going to do is that's going to move in the two deep situation. Trevor Tomey is going to be the starter, and they are going to put at the backup situation today, number 34, Jake Kilgore, a freshman. Now, last year, the Lions had a nice situation where they inputted a freshman. He eventually went back to Texas to go home and play. But if, I'll tell you what, if Kilgore can put on the same type of performance that the freshman did a year ago, the Lions are going to be deep at running back also. That, that would be nice, you know. It, you hate to, to see a kid go home, but you can understand why kids leave programs. And uh, football's a tough sport, Dave. You know, as you're a number two or number three on the depth chart, you could be in in one or two plays. And uh, hopefully Jake will get a shot today and prove his worth. For the Lions out there, and uh, like you said, hopefully he'll perform like the freshman did last year. Kilgore out of Batavia, West Claremont High School. Of course, that's a got a great situation there also. They've always been a perennial winner. Yes, they have. So as you look at today's ball game, you've got Geneva coming in, the Golden Tornadoes, and they're out of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Have you ever been to Beaver Falls? Never been there. You're not missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that cancels me for trying to go up there and play them in the season. <laughs> it's a nice place to drive through. There's been some NFL players that have come out of there. Actually, I kid. It is a very nice area out of the eastern part of Pennsylvania. And they play out of the Principals Athletic Conference. They've qualified for postseason play in 14 of the last 26 years. And that's pretty good as far as looking at what they've got going. That's really good, Dave. They run the triple option. I talked with Hop a little bit, and you'll hear that on the pregame show coming up a little bit later on. But if you're going to face a triple option team, which is based upon deception, the game one is probably the, the game to do it. Yes, I agree with you. Again, like we talked about the Malno line, they need that chemistry getting off the ball. The triple option may not be in midseason form starting out. You know, I don't know what they're bringing back in that offense, but it is tough to build that chemistry, and the timing of the triple option has to be there. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of mistakes up front. Well, Geneva has had a 500 or better record against conference opponents in 17 of the last 26 seasons, and they returned nine starters on both offense and defense. And over the past two seasons, Geneva has lost seven games by one score, another five by two scores. And that just tells you that the Golden Tornadoes are not that far from taking a step forward this season. They're led by senior linebacker Tyler Can out of Layton, Pennsylvania. He's a returning first-team All-PAC player and a second-team National Christian College Athletic Association All-American. They're coached by Gino DeMarco. He is a long-standing coach for the Tornadoes, entering his 27th season. Can you imagine coaching 27 years in the same spot? Uh, that's incredible, Dave. When a guy does that, or any coach does that, to be honest with you, that tells you they're doing things right. And as you said, 14 seasons, making it to the playoffs, and, you know, last year losing 
how many games by one score. You know, he's got his team playing the way he wants them to. And uh, we just hope here today at Shuler Field they don't play the way they have been in the past. That's right. Seven games over the last two years that they've lost by one score. DeMarco, he's won more games, obviously, as the Geneva head football coach than any other man in their 120-year history on College Hill since 1890. He took over the program in 1993. He's compiled a record of 146 wins, 124 losses in his career. Tyler Hopperton, well, he's just a baby. <laughs> when you compare him to DeMarco Hopperton entering his third year at the helm of the Lions but he's got 14 wins against six career defeats and he's got one conference championship albeit shared last year in the Heartland Conference and before we get away for a break the Lions are going to be opening up their 30th season of college football here at the Mount, and in those 30 seasons, they've won five Heartland Conference titles. That's that's incredible. You know, Hop, as he's known around campus, young, energetic head coach, does a great job. You know, you just talked about the 30th year, and I got goosebumps because I got the opportunity to play under John Pond here on the first team ever, and uh, you love coming out to watch football. It's just in your blood if you've coached it, been around it, played it. It's just an excitement to be here on the campus today, and I hope Hop and the boys can get it done. Well, the Lions committed today with a three-game winning streak. Their last loss came here at Schuler Field on October 13th last year to Franklin, 42-34. They then finished with wins at Defiance and Hanover, then at home to finish the season over Anderson in that ballgame. We're about 20 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ballgame. Coming up on the pregame show with Dan and I, we'll be talking with newly elected captain Spencer Kandra and head coach Tyler Hopperton. We'll do all that when we come back after this timeout. We utilize Ink Analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive Ink Analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Dan Benjamin, Dave Mitchell back here at Schuler Field where we are about 20 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's opening game of the 2019 season. The NFL season is going to open up tomorrow and there are a lot of games going on. Of course, the Green Bay Packers already won the first game on Thursday night 10 to 3 over the Chicago Bears. Tomorrow's 1 o'clock starts are the Rams at the Panthers. Redskins go to Philadelphia. The Bills will be at the Jets. The Falcons go to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Dolphins will entertain the Ravens. The Jaguars will bring the Chiefs to town. And the Tennessee Titans will be up in Cleveland to take on the Browns. At 4.05 tomorrow afternoon, the Bengals will get their season underway, but that will be out west in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. The Colts will be at the Chargers. The 49ers go to the Buccaneers' home field. The Giants play in Dallas, and the Lions will be at the Cardinals' home field. Also, at 8.20 tomorrow night, the Sunday night game, the Steelers will be at the Pats, and the Texans on Monday night will be at the Saints. The final game of week number one will be happening in Oakland for the final 
time in Oakland. The Raiders will be going to Las Vegas next year. They'll be entertaining the Broncos, and there they will be going to Las Vegas without their star wide receiver, who's been a headache ever since he walked onto the field, <laughs> Antonio Brown. He was released by his own request earlier today. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. It came across my phone, Dave, and I couldn't believe it, but it doesn't surprise me. After talking to a few of my friends who are longtime Pittsburgh Steelers fans, they said he had those kind of issues back in Pittsburgh. You know, Mike Tomlin got a lot of grief last year for the way that he handled the Steelers, but you never heard a peep about anything being wrong with Antonio Brown until he left Pittsburgh. That's correct. You know, it's, they do a great job up there. you got to give the Steelers credit. But, you know, being a Cincinnati fan, we don't want to give them too much of credit. But uh, it's amazing when somebody leaves you, you know, you got to give them the courtesy of uh, respect them a little bit. But it seems like the Steelers didn't do that with Antonio. Now, I know you're a Bengal fan. Everybody knows that's listened to me for a while. I'm a Browns fan. So sorry to those out there right now. I've also gotten a lot of things thrown at me over the years for admitting that, too. But anyway, as we look at this afternoon's ball game, let's take a look at what's happening in D1 college football today. And as we take a look at the scoreboard, of course, a big one going on here in the area. Ohio State hosting Cincinnati. Luke Fickle coming home to take on the Buckeyes in the horseshoe. And right now the Buckeyes are on top of that one, 14 to nothing, with eight minutes to go in the first half of action. That's a big game for Cincinnati. That's a huge game. Early on is when you want to play a team like the Buckeyes, and hopefully you can catch them on a bad day here. But they looked pretty good last year, or last week against Florida A&M. Also going on this afternoon, Michigan is taking on Army, and with five and a half left to go in the second quarter, they're all tied up at seven apiece. Iowa, number 20 in the country, is leading Rutgers 14 to nothing with 6.53 remaining to go in the first half. Maryland over Syracuse, 28 to 13, and in other games going on around the country later on this afternoon, Clemson will be at Texas A&M, Wisconsin goes to Central Michigan, Nebraska is at Colorado, New Mexico State plays host to Alabama, number two in the country, and Georgia will be at Murray State. Now later on in the area in college football, at 7 o'clock tonight, Eastern Kentucky will be at Louisville, and at 7.30, Eastern Michigan plays at Kentucky. Notre Dame has the night off. There was a lot of consternation, I guess you could say, a couple of weeks ago when the Heartland Conference preseason standings, the rankings came out, and everybody saw that Hanover, to no one's surprise really, was expected to win the Heartland Conference this year, Bear. Then coming in second spot was Franklin, again, probably no surprise, but third was Mount St. Joseph, and everybody on campus seemed to really take offense to that. Yeah, I have to agree with you there, Dave. You know, those are the three teams I think uh, won the conference last year together as tri-champions and uh, you know if anything as a coach's perspective you got to be pretty excited that they put you three and I know people would say I was crazy but that's just motivation you put in that locker room and for your young men to go out here and prove this year that you belong on top and I'm sure Hop has that posted all over that locker room oh, that they, did. they didn't give us the respect and we're going to be number three and everybody wants to win that Heartland Conference championship this year Rose Holman came in fourth in the preseason rankings then Manchester Bluffton, Anderson, and Defiance. Of course, the team that is missing is Earlham. Earlham canceled their football program for at least two years in March of this season when they decided that after they had an over 50-game losing streak, it was time for them to sit back and reassess their program. Yeah, that's a tough situation, Dave, because I know the coach personally. Unfortunately, I I met him through the... uh through the health issues of his wife, who used to be the head basketball coach up there for the right. women. And uh, Mel's been fighting a lot of uh, major 
diseases, if you will, cancer throughout her body. And she's a strong woman. But uh, then there sits her husband trying to build a program. And unfortunately, was not able to get it done right now. And uh, hopefully they'll give him another shot, you know, and, and get that program back up and running. And it's nice to have that extra team in the ACAC. Well, in the Heartland Conference earlier this week, trying defeated Manchester. That was the opening game for both of those ball clubs. Today, though, at 1 o'clock, Bluffton is playing at Worcester. Center will be at Hanover. North Park goes to Anderson tonight at 6. Defiance will be at Albion. At 7 o'clock, boy, this is a big one. Rose Holman is entertaining Mount Union. Oh, boy. They got, they got the big dog coming to campus. Uh, as you all know, around D3, Mount Union is is the god, so to speak. They and, are. Uh, We'll see what they do this year, and hopefully, you know, as an as a ACAC opponent, you hope they go out and win because you, you'd like to go when you beat Rose. You say, hey, they beat Mount Union, and you have some kind of comparison where you hang, hang your hat on nationally. And I've always said, Mount Union, it looks like a university was dropped in the middle of a war zone. That's what Alliance is, and I grew up in that area, and I'll tell you what, Alliance, nice little town. It is very dilapidated, and then you've got the University of Mount Union right in the middle where everything is brand new. That's awesome. That makes the town, obviously. It does. You, like you said, you're from up there, so you know more than I do. I just know rumors that I've heard growing up is, they, if you don't make it at Ohio State, you come to Mount Union. And, and that's they're probably true. why they're very, very good. That's true. That, that's absolutely the truth. Franklin is going to be playing at Benedictine tonight. Well, one of the players that the Lions really depended upon a year ago along that defensive line was Spencer Kandra. Kandra has really been an outstanding player for the Lions over the past few years. A 6'3", 220-pound senior. He is all muscle out of Elder High School. I had the opportunity to talk to Spencer yesterday afternoon. Spencer Kandra joining us this afternoon on the pregame show. Spencer, first of all, your senior year, but you're now the newly elected captain of this team. Talk a little bit about your feelings on how it is to be named the captain on your senior year. Um, it was, it's nothing other than an honor, um, being able to have respect from the teammates. Um, I know when I voted for my captains, um, I voted for people who I thought were honorable, trustful guys, and it was a really great honor to, uh, have that feeling of everyone trusting me and everyone being able to honor me as captain. Spencer, last year towards the end of the season, you really came on at your defensive line position. Are you hoping to really grow from that? Uh, what you did last year towards the end of the year and, and build on it this year? Yeah, um, I had a great, great defensive line I was able to build off to last year that made me help, help me stand out. Um, but my goal I know this year is me being the older guy and having a lot of inexperienced guys is having them build off of me. So even though I would get all the big plays last year, my goal this year is to be able to have all the young guys and experienced guys have the good plays by them playing off of me. So that's my main goal. Um, obviously, I want to stand out make all the plays, but I want to have my teammates succeed as much as I do. Are you expecting more double teams and more more blocking assignments geared towards you? Um, even last year, um, I we were really expecting like a lot of run a lot of run plays were going away from me. So um, it's it's going to be expect the same way. Just expect the run to go away from me and just going to have to work on my pass game a lot. Spencer Kander, our guest here on the pregame show. Spencer, talk a little bit about what you anticipate this team's able to do this year. Um, I think our team's really talented. Um, I know defensive side of the ball, our front sevens will be very, very strong. Um, 
with myself and then Sean Sullivan, and Nate Stone um, returning linebackers as well as other linebackers got plenty of experience. So I, I think our front seven for defense is going to be really strong. But also our, our DBs are also looking really strong. They're young, they're short, they're they're inexperienced, but they're they're ready to play. Um, I know Coach Thompson, our D corner, said he's he's excited that he's able to think of playing 22 starters. So that's really what we're looking forward to in a defense. Spencer, what are you studying? Um, I'm an athletic train, uh, training major now, um, and then working towards my grads, grad school and uh, education. Congratulations. Good luck this year. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Spencer Kandra, our guest here on the pregame show. And Spencer was a great interview to talk to. It's starting to rain here at Schuler Field. And the one thing, Dan, that nobody probably heard on the tape was while we were doing the interview, somebody opened up the door and hit Kandra right in the back of his chair when we were sitting there talking. He never missed a beat. He just continued on with the interview. That's pretty funny. He didn't miss a beat. But that, that's probably because of the high school he attended, and that's Elder right here in, uh, on the west side. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to coach in the GCL at St. X High School, and we played Elder, obviously, in our league. And they, they, they grow them up tough over there, Dave. We will be back to talk about Geneva, and we'll also talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show after this. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Back at Schuler Field where it was a very gorgeous day to play football here this afternoon, but now the rains have started here in Cincinnati and we're about eight minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ball game. Geneva comes in with a record last year of two wins and eight losses. They were two and seven in the Principals Athletic Conference. They were one and four at home, one and four on the road under head coach Gene DeMarco. They won two of their first three games a year ago. Then they lost seven in a row. They had a high of 43 points on October 13th against Washington and Jefferson. But they scored over 24 points in half of their ball games, just five. They're going to run the triple option, something that is not easy to defend, Bear. No, not at all, Dave. If you know the area very well, we have uh, Cole Rain that likes to run that uh, offense, and now Lakota West and Lakota East both run that as well. It's it's tough if you don't uh, bring down that fullback and read the quarterback pulling it out and be disciplined on D and get to your assignment no matter where the ball is, you're going to be in trouble. Well, offensively, their all-time leading rusher was Trayvon Marshall. Well, he's gone, but senior Justin Lowry and junior Frankie Santafonte will take over the spots for that. As far as the Lions are concerned, they finished up 8-2 and two a year ago, 7-1 and one in the Heartland Conference. They were 4-1 and one here at Schuler Field. Their only loss came to Franklin. Tyler Hopperton in his third year as head coach of the Lions. He's got a career record of 14 wins against six defeats, and we talked with Coach Hop before this afternoon's ball game. Coach, before today's game, what's your expectations of this 2019 version of the Lions? Uh, my expectation is for them to work their tails off, you know, just one play at a time flying around. We're very athletic, very talented. Um, this early, I think, I mean, we have our goals, you know. I mean, goals is to win an outright HAC championship, and obviously you want to win as many games as possible, but, you know, expectations of this team is for them to fly around, play one play at a time, whether the play's good, bad, happy, or sad, they line back up and do what we ask them to do. You know, the last couple of years, the bye week has been the last week. Now you've got it week number two. You're off next week. 
Do you like that better, or is a little more of a, a concern for you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we had a week two bye when I played here commonly, and um, in certain ways it's nice, you know, because you gear up towards week one, and then it kind of gives you a break to kind of – you know, relax through training mm-hmm. camp and you get the first game out of the way and kind of reset and also, you know, kind of get reloaded, um, for the next wave where the last couple of years we just went through it. Um, but I, I do like the week 11 by as well. I mean, if right now our options for bye weeks are week one, two or 11. So it's, you're kind of, they're all similar in certain ways. You're still playing nine games in a row at one point at least. Um, so there's not a big difference, but I think this year with a young team, I think a week two buy is a good benefit for us to be able to just regroup, re- recheck personnel, and get back into play week three. Hop, there's some question marks on this team, but the one place that you don't have a question mark is a quarterback. It, how is it for a coach to go into a season knowing that you've got a signal caller like Tomlin there available for you? Yeah, I mean, it's my job. You know, I get paid to worry about this team. You know, that's basically what I get paid for is to worry about what's going on with this team. And that's the spot naturally that coaches worry about the most. So that's definitely helped us help evaluate some of the other positions that we, you know, we graduated 23 seniors last year, a lot of which were starters or at least varsity contributors. So there's been a lot of competition with young guys and even returning upperclassmen that we've had to worry about. So having the quarterback, you know, returning quarterback or all-time leading passer with a year to go definitely helps um, in that regard. One of the question marks is the offensive line. How have you felt that that's developed over the past few weeks? It's definitely been good. I mean, I thought they did, you know, the new guys did well in the scrimmage. Um, but we also have guys that, you know, that started last year that came back that, um, that are rotating right now, you know. So we, we've had some guys that had, you know, some young guys that were JV guys last year that are pushing for varsity starting spots. So the competition has been really good there. But, you know, replacing six offensive line seniors and two that played basically 40 games in their career here, um, you know, only time will tell how quick we can fill those spots, but I've definitely been proud of the O-line and how they've worked so far. And the secondary, on the defensive side, you've got to look at that and wonder what's going to happen back there, don't you? Yeah, I wonder that every day. I coach the, uh, I actually coach the secondary now, and so I, I deal with that every day. Um, but it's a, it's a great group. Honestly, it's about as deep as we've been there in the last couple of years. A lot of new faces, a lot of new bodies. You know, we return, I think, three starters back there. Um, but all the depth, you know, is new, but it's probably as, as deep with good athletes and, um, you know, the size and speed of the defensive backfield as a group is probably as good as it's been since I've been here. And the defense. Tyler Hopper for this afternoon's ball game as we get ready to get this one off. Bear, one of the things for this afternoon's ball game, the brand new scoreboard that is out there. And I'll tell you what, they've got the heights video going on right now, and that's great. Absolutely, Dave. That's a beautiful sight to see is that uh, they're giving back to this program that's, uh, you know, been really good here for the last five, six, seven years. And Hop's done a great job in his three years. And it's nice to see that uh, they're showcasing our students up there. It is a lot of fun, the hype video. Of course, last year they had the, the run for the Heartland Conference that was on YouTube a lot. And, of course, you can 
watch the games on YouTube also with our audio on top of it. It's going to be a very interesting season. It's already begun. Boy, what an outstanding performance by one of the athletic trainers, MJ Solar, performing the national anthem here. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. She's got a remarkable voice, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to hear her, you know, in the future. Absolutely. Well, we're about ready for football action. Dan and I will be back to kick it off as the Mount St. Joseph Lions taking on the Geneva Golden Tornadoes. We'll be back with more when we return to our pregame show right after this timeout. Two you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process. Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 19. Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Welcome back to Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com along with Dan Benjamin. The Mount St. Joseph Lions have just hit their sideline. The Golden Tornadoes are over on the far sideline getting ready to get the 2019 season underway. Lions captains are out at midfield. That includes Peyton Williams, Sean Sullivan, Nate Stone, and Spencer Kander. We haven't even talked about Nate Stone, Bear, and the fact that the, the Lions are bringing back a linebacker that had an ACL injury a year ago and was unable to play, and now he's back this season. That's pretty remarkable, Dave. You know, you come back from an ACL and anything is pretty uh, crazy to do, but to come back and play this physical sport called football, I can't wait to see what the young man does today. Geneva won the coin toss, but they deferred to the second half, so the Lions will be getting the football to start this ball game. The Lions, of course, will start out with Chayton Tomlin at quarterback, 5'10", 180-pound quarterback, and boy, he has broken just about every record that the Lions have as far as the quarterback situation is concerned, a 180-pound senior, and he is out of Mount Orib, Ohio, Western Brown High School. He will be in the backfield this afternoon with Trevor Tomey, and also at the wideouts in the slot will be Cornell Beecham, Chase Pankey, Paul Miner, and Chase Samples. We'll give you the offensive line here. At the left tackle will be Isaiah Trimble. The left guard will be Jake Kaiser. At left at center will be Devin Harris. He won the job over Cole Tepe, who graduated a year ago. The right guard will be Sam Martin, and the right tackle is Kavanaugh McCarthy. And that's one of the question marks that the Lions will have this season as they try to figure out just how well their offensive line is going to play. Back set to return for the Lions. Of course, is going to be Terrence Mayer, excuse me, Chip Parker. Number 10 is back there, along with Cornell Beecham, and he's one of the guys that we want to keep our eyes on this afternoon. Kicking it off will be Daniel Nordos. 
a sophomore out of Largo, Florida. He will be kicking it off for Geneva. Lines will be going from left to right across your computer screen. And the kickoff is a high end over end kick that will be taken in at the 10. Middle's open. And the middle is open by Parker. And Parker is going to be hit at the 20 and dropped right there as his return of about 10 yards on the play. And the Lions will start first and 10. And the ball will be spotted at the 26-yard line. Geneva was pretty smart there, Dave. They must have got the scouting report to keep it away from Cornell. So coming out to start this afternoon's ball game is going to be Jake Kilgore at that running back position. He's the freshman getting the start. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin out of the shotgun. He's going to throw it out to the flat to Kilgore, and he's going to take it across the 25 out to the 30 and be dropped at the 31-yard line for a gain of about five on the play. Brings up second and five. Good safe call right there. Get Kilgore the ball in space and see what he can do. He did a nice job catching and getting up the field immediately. Good blocking downfield as well. Kilgore now leaves the ball game, and the Lions will go with an empty backfield. They've got three receivers out wide to the left. Two receivers out to the near side. Tomlin out of the gun. Looks over a blitz. Gets the snap. Drops straight back. Good protection. Now rolls out to his right. And he's going to have to throw the football away as the protection broke down. He had good protection to start out, but Geneva did a good job of covering the receivers. Yeah, they didn't audible out of that at all. Geneva showed their hand right before he snapped the ball and was bringing two linebackers. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't have enough men to block them all. And one came untouched. Trevor Tomey comes into the ball game. Now he'll line up in the backfield. Chase Pankey comes out wide to the right. Beecham goes out wide to the left-hand side. Got to keep an eye out on him. Paul Miner lines up tight end left. Tomey off to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin takes the snap. Throws out in the right side. Complete to Miner at the 40-yard line. He's got a first down after a gain of about nine on the completion. Great play right there, Dave. They just ran a simple fade and an out by the tight end, as you said. Paul coming off the right side and just got it to him as quick as he could and get his first down. Minor, of course, out of Indianapolis, Indiana, Warren Central High School. He is a 6'3", 230-pound junior. He had an excellent second half of the season a year ago. Receivers out wide on both sides in the backfield is Tommy. Miner on the left-hand side at the tight end. Handoff going to Tomey around the right end. He's going to be hit behind the line and be brought down at the 40-yard line. Loss. loss of about a yard on the play. I don't know if, the, if they're seeing anything from, uh, here from my perspective, Dave. I think they need to go on first sound a little bit more in this series. I know everybody scripts your first 10, but Geneva's trying to bring linebackers out of this 3-4 and put pressure on the quarterback. Cotton O'Neill with the tackle on the play. Tomlin. Looks over to the sideline. Caleb Carrell, again in his third year as offensive coordinator of the Lions. Sends receivers out wide on both sides. Beach him out wide to the left-hand side. Now moving in motion to the right hand. To the left-hand side is Nick Murphy. Murphy gets the shovel pass, and he's going to be hit for a two-yard loss. Almost fumbled that ball. Good pursuit by Geneva's defense on the play. Terrence Salas with a good tackle around the right-hand side to bring him down along with Noah Freeman. And the ball resting at the 38-yard line now. Third down, 13 yards to go. We've just begun 12.50. Left to go in the first quarter. Let's see if they play it safe here, Dave. It's some type of draw or screen. That bubble screen was pretty good. Or if they uh, just simply try to roll out. Receivers out wide again on the left-hand side. They've got one receiver. Out to the right-hand side, Jake Ayler is into the ball game for the first time in the slot. Dropping back is Tomlin on third and 13. He's going to go Ooh, deep. He's got a receiver. Got That's Beecham. He's got oh. the ball at the 24-yard line. Wow, what a play by uh, 
He went right up Cornell. over the defensive back by Cornell Beecham. Great catch and a great throw by Tomlin. Yes, that was. The O-line did a great job picking up the stunt and gave him just enough time to get rid of that ball. 41 yards on the completion. And with 12-18 left to go, the Lions have set up shop at the 21. They're going to spot him at the 21-yard line. You got to admire Coach Caleb there, not just, you know, playing conservative. He went deep, and I like that. That's a lot of confidence in your young man. Play clock down to 10, and Tomlin looking over to the sideline. Looks like he wants to audible. He's got Panky out wide to the right-hand side. Beach him in a slot to the left-hand side. They're going to throw it out to Tommy in the left flat. Complete at the 20. Cuts inside the 15. Down to the 10. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 10-yard line. Gain of 12 on the pass play, and a first down for the Lions, and goal inside the 10. Just the right call at the right time, Dave. They had a corner blitz coming off of Tomlin's right side. They went with a quick, quick out to the left side. and Great job breaking the tackle and getting the field. Coming off the field now is Beecham as Panky comes back into the ball game. Going out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions is Chase Samples. Snap, low snap, handoff to Tommy, cuts to the left, now back to the right, inside the 10, down inside the 7, maybe down to the 6-yard line. They're going to spot him right at the 7. That's going to be a gain of about 2.5 yards, brings up second and goal. We'll see Beecham back on the field right now, Coach. It looks like they're going to keep him wide out here and see if they're going to try and throw him the ball just like he did on that long 41-yard game and go over the top. Cole Earls is into the ball game and taking the place of Panky. Beecham is back into the ball game. Now Panky stays in. He goes out wide left. Beecham is out wide to the right-hand side. Ball in the far hash mark. Tommy. With Earls lined up in a tight end he might position. Take a shot. In Here the goes end zone. Tomlin, looks into the end zone. He's oh. got a receiver, but he underthrew Chase Panky in the end zone, and the ball was knocked away and incomplete by Maurice Washington out of Brooklyn Park, Maryland. Lucky that one pick, Dave. He, he threw that uh, where he thought the receiver was going to be. It looks like he lost his footing in the end zone. He's lucky that did not get intercepted. Earls leaves. Lions going with a no huddle. Ayler's back into the ball game. Panky out wide left, and there's Ayler in the slot left. Beecham is out wide to the right-hand side. And out to the right-hand side, Nick Murphy also in the slot. Now moving in motion to the near side is Panky. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws into the end zone. Complete to Panky. Touchdown! Great combo route over there, Dave. They had a slant coming underneath a post route, and uh, he was wide open and a good ball for a touchdown. 10.42 left to go in this first quarter, and the Lions have put the first TD of the season on the board. It is 6-0, and in to attempt the extra point will be Spencer Dufresne. Spencer out of Dayton Chaminade Julian High School. He's a sidewinder, and the... Holder is Pat Murphy. Kick is up by Dufresne, and he splits the uprights. It is good. 10.42 left to go in this first quarter. Your score, it's the Mount St. Joseph Lions 7 and Geneva nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, the Lions come back and, on their first drive of the season, put... Seven points on the scoreboard, and they lead it by a score of seven to nothing with 10.42 remaining to go in this first quarter of action. 
you got to give uh, Coach Caleb credit there, the offensive coordinator. You know, everybody scripts your first 10, but I think he went off script, Dave, when he threw that long ball, which was great to see. And Beach uh, made a great catch over the top of that uh, cornerback. Frankie Santafani is back set to return for Geneva, along with Nick Monteleone. Dufresne is going to kick it off from his own 35, and he approaches the football, gets a high end-over-end kick that's going to be taken in by Monteleone at the 5. To the 10, right up the middle, to the 15, 20, cuts to the right side, and he's going to be tripped up and brought down on the play by Trevor Tomey. Great tackle on the open field there. Did a nice job of getting down there on coverage. Coming out to start the football game at quarterback for his first time will be Amos Luptak. Luptak is number three, a sophomore 5'10", 165 pounds, out of Sawicki, Pennsylvania, Quaker Valley High School. He'll be in the backfield with Frankie Centafani, number four, Justin Lowry, 15, and Nick Monteleone is number nine. They run that triple option, and they run the option with the quarterback under center, of course. And the quarterback, Luptak, he's going to hand the ball off right up the middle, and... Basically picks up maybe two yards on the carry. And the carry made by Justin Lowry. Lowry, a senior, six foot, 185 pounds out of Brook High School in Welburg, West Virginia. Brings up second down, eight yards to go. That Lions defensive line today is going to have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, they did a great job on that one. I don't know if the quarterback read that well at all, Dave. It looked like it was a pure handoff to the fullback. And they did a great job pinching the A-gaps. Obviously, as you alluded to, two-yard game. Put the running backs out at the wings. Three receivers out wide on both sides. Running the option is the quarterback. Is that a pitches it back out to the left-hand side to Nick Monteleone. And he dropped the football but picked it back up and run out of bounds at the 24-yard line for a gain of about two. They're going to spot him, I think, at the 25. So call it... A three-yard game brings up third down, five yards to go. That was a kind spot, Dave. As we talked into uh, the uh, pregame, you know, we talked about assignment football. The Mountain D did a great job there. They had everybody covered. They put pressure on the quarterback and, and the result of a bad pitch. 9.40 and running. Left to go in the first quarter. Lions lead at 7 nothing. Monteleone goes out wide to the right-hand side. Now they go with just one single setback in the backfield. Luptak under center. He's going to roll out to the right, looking to throw. He's going to throw the ball out to the flat, and it is incomplete. Nice defensive play by the Lions out at the cornerback position. Great coverage out there. That's a good job all the way around on the defense. They, they look sharp right now, Dave. Hopefully we can maintain that the rest of this game. I honestly didn't pick up the number of who was the cornerback I, on that play. I did not either. I missed that. Looked like Noah Abel. Noah and Abel was the one that came up with the play. Abel at the cornerback position, 5'10", 170-pounder, out of Moeller. So setting back to punt the football away is going to be Luke Lloyd, a junior, 5'10", out of Claysville, Pennsylvania. Set back to return, Troy Speakman. That's enough said right there. Punt is a low line drive. Speakman's going to back up. He's got it at the 32. Cuts to the right, to the 35, to the 40. Get He's outside. Got a seat. Get outside. To the left hand side, to the 45, to the 50. Cuts it across the 45 in Geneva territory, and he's going to be bumped out of bounds at the 42 yard line. 36 yard return for Troy Speakman, and the Lions will set up shop first and 10 at the 42 yard line of Geneva. Great return there by the Lions. Special teams going to play a big role. I know talking to Hop in the week, he wasn't sure what they would have today, but uh, that's a big return right there. And, and in their territory, Dave, let's see if uh, Coach Caleb takes a shot down the field here right now. 
Well, I know it's the first game for the officials also, but I think they get, just cheated the Lions out of two yards. They're going to spot it at the 44. I believe you're correct on that one. Tomlin with Tommy in the backfield. Receivers out wide. Dropping back is Tomlin off the fake handoff. He's now looking deep. He's right. got He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Murphy complete to the 15-10-5 touchdown. Great job by the Lions. Give him enough time. We talked about it up front. They get the job done up front blocking for Tomlin. He can do those kind of things with a little scramble to the right. Found him wide open down the field. Boy, they sucked the free safety up for Geneva on that fake handoff there. And Nick Murphy cut right where the free safety should have been and had the touchdown pass. Uh, 100%, Dave. It's hard to watch this right now. The Geneva defense, I don't know what they're trying to get out of their 3-4, but they're bringing those linebackers all the time. When you do that, the middle of the field is wide open. You're asking that safety to cover a lot of ground, and you can't do it when you play action fake. Dufresne with the extra point attempt puts it up and through. 8.58 left to go in this first quarter. And on the invisible link, tattoo remover scoreboard, it's the Lions 14, Geneva nothing. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we could support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Well, Cheaton Tomlin, 7 of 9, passing 117 yards. Dufresne will kick it off from left to right, and he drills it through the back of the end zone. Touchback will give it to Geneva, first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. What a start for the Lions, Bear. Unbelievable, Dave. This is the kind of start you want on your home field. You know, uh, Tomlin having a great game right now. Hopefully they'll give him that kind of time all day, and uh, hope we get to pick and choose who he wants to hit out there. I believe that was one of the Georgia connections. One of the it was. Nick Murphy with the score. Murphy out of Dawsonville, Georgia. Triple option again. First and ten. And Lepchak, he's going to put it up into the belly that. of one of his running backs, Justin Lowry. And Lowry broke it across the 30 out to the 33-yard line. You know, you can't get complacent here. I know you're up two scores, but you can really put this triple offense in a bind if you can stop them and force them, you know, to maybe just pitch the ball every time and get to your assignment, Dave. Well, talk about efficient. The Lions, one play for that drive, nine seconds, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Coach's dream right there. Luptak, the quarterback, puts Monteleone in motion, and Luptak hands it into the belly of Lowry, and he's going to take it right up the middle again, and they've gone right to the running game, down 14 to nothing. A lot of time left to go in this first quarter, 8.15 left to go, six yards on the carry, second and four. Ball resting at the 43-yard line in Geneva's territory. We gotta get the defense to step up a little bit. That's two big plays out of the fullback. So somebody's missing an assignment in those A gaps. I just don't know if the, it was the linebacker or the nose tackle. Halftime, Ohio State up by four scores over Cincinnati, 28 to nothing. And Army at halftime leading Michigan 14 to seven. Luptak 
Moves a man in motion. That is frankly sent him well. Fullback again. And he sends Good Lowry job. right up the middle. Good play by the defensive line of the Lions. With the tackle, Nick Brokering, the nose guard, just a yard gain, third down and a long three. I think as the as Rick Town seeing this game unfold, he's got to realize he's got to take away that nose or that uh, two A gaps there. You gotta force their hand to go outside. I mean, you're up 14 nothing. You know, to think they're gonna pass here, that's crazy out of the triple option. Third down, call it a short four yards to go. Lowry in the backfield, Luptak under center, out of that triple option. They've got Centifani on the right side, now he moves in motion, handoff to Lowry up the middle, he's gonna take it across the 40. No, Luptak kept it, boy, nice fake by Luptak. Cut it across the 50 into Mount St. Joseph territory, down to the 44 yard line, gain of nine on the play by Luptak on a nice fake and it's first down for Geneva. Great call by Geneva right there. I think our defensive end got sucked into to going after the uh, fullback there, I don't know if that was purely his assignment, usually they have that and the linebacker's got the quarterback, but uh, obviously blown assignment by the line defense. Ball at the 46 of the Lions. Luptak with Lowry right behind him. Centifani on the left-hand side. Monteleone on the right-hand side. Now Monteleone moves in motion. Handoff. Luptak keeps it himself. He's looking to pitch it out. Keeps it across the 40 to the 35. Struggling down. Gets it to the 30 of the Lions. The gain of about 15 on the carry for Luptak that time. And another first down. They've got the running game going now. Yes, they do. That's too easy. They sucked you in with three straight handoffs to the fullback. When they needed that five yards, the quarterback kept it, as you said. And this time he comes out and keeps it again. Again, as we talked, it's assignment football, Dave. And right now the Lions up front and the linebackers are not getting that done. Hopefully we'll rebound right here and hold them to a field goal attempt or move them back here for a punt. First and ten for Geneva. Lowry in the backfield. Luptak under center. Ball at the 30-yard line. Handoff goes to Lowry, and he's going to take it down to the 25. Boy, this drive, they have gouged out some big yardage, Bear. That offensive line doing a nice job for Geneva. Yeah, that right there, that old line just got off the ball quicker than we did and got onto the linebacker, so they couldn't get to their assignment. That's a great job by Geneva. you got to give them a little credit on that one. I mean, they're 250, 280, 260, 285, and 260 <laughs> across that front line. they got some big boys. Yeah, and they're all... From Pennsylvania, except for one who's out of Kensington, Ohio, Southern Local High School. That's out in Salem. Moving in motion. Is that your neck of the woods? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Luptak under center. Lowry in the backfield. Now Monteleone's going to move in motion. We got a whistle. Side judge, right, blew the whistle, and it will be a penalty. Delay of, Delay of game. Well, you expect a lot more of those early in the season, but 5.13 left to go in this first quarter of play. Lions on top of it. Not sure what the issue was there, Dave. You know, with the triple option, you usually don't call much different formations. As you said, the two wings are there, and you go. So I don't know if the play just got called in late there by the uh, coaching staff or what happened. But nonetheless, it's a five-yard penalty. It's a big second down. You know, you force them into a throwing down here on third down, then, you know, that plays right into the defense's hands. Geneva, one of the few teams that huddles up anymore. And they've got Luptak. He's going to keep. keep it on the left-hand side. Pitches it out to Monteleone on the left sideline inside the 25. And he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 24-yard line. 
just talked about it. Now you give them a short third and two, and as this type of offense, they'll go for this thing no matter what. If it's fourth and one, they'll go, but it makes it tough to, to play the option here when it's third and less than three. They have picked up some big, big yardage on this drive. Yes, whatever they did in that first drive, they definitely uh, adjusted, and uh, the Lions need to adjust on the other side of the ball and get a stop here. Luptak, 26 yards rushing on two carries. Lowry, 25 yards on five carries. And Lowry sets up at the fullback position right behind Luptak out of the triple option. We're now on that 50 front. Davis, see if we can get a stop. Luptak is going to keep it himself. He's going to keep it across the 20, down to the 19. He's got the first down after a gain of four. We went to a little 50 front there, hoping we could stuff him up front, but did not get it done. That was a great job by Geneva's O-line, giving him room, and I think he got four or five out of that. Nate Stone back into the ball game. Lions doing some rotating across that front four. Yeah, as you alluded to, Geneva's big up front, so when they're wearing on you like that, you're going to have to have some subs to come in and do their job. Play clock down to 14. As we said, they huddle up all the time. That's kind of ironic for an option team. Sentafani. On the left-hand side, Monteleone moving in motion to the right. Left tack, handoff up the middle to Lowry. Lowry takes it inside the 15 to the 14. Great tackle by our linebacker. I'm not sure what number that was. Who was Looks that? Like Sean Sullivan. Sean Sullivan. That's with Sean a nice Sullivan. Tackle. He got double teamed on that, Dave, and came scraped right off of that to make that tackle. Otherwise, that kid would probably be in the end zone. He just didn't read a good block by the uh, two linemen. Luptak goes all the way over to the sideline and meets head coach Gino DeMarco with the play and then runs back to the huddle. Play clock again down to 15. Lowry in the backfield. Moving out in motion out to the right-hand side is Luke Cadillac. Luptak. Handoff right up the middle to Lowry. Lowry struggles forward down to about the 13-yard line. Good job that time by the Lions defense to hold him to a yard gain. Brings up third down six. Great job by the defense up front. They ran a little short motion, and he came back to where he came from, the, the wing, and then they ran a little trap up front, but the defensive line did an excellent job getting off the ball and making a tackle. Coming up at halftime, we hope to be talking with Mount St. Joseph University president, Dr. James Williams. We've tried to get him on for two years. He's never been able to make it, but he's right beside us now. He basically has no choice. We'll get him today. We'll get him today. I promise you that. He can't leave his office without walking right past us. I must suspect you're going to see the quarterback keep this and possibly pitch it. Left back around the right side. He's going to keep it inside the 10. He's going to take it down to the 8. Again, a nice tackle on the play by the Lions defensive line, Nick Brokering. Very close to his first down. They may measure. Let's see what they got. Nope, they're going to say it's fourth and short. Fourth down short. And it's going to be about a yard. They've got to get down inside the seven. This is a tough situation for a defense playing this triple option, Dave. They can give it to the fullback and get the first down. He can pull it quickly and get outside, and then there's room to run for either the quarterback or the the uh, tailback. 142 and running. Left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead at 14 nothing. This is where we'll find out how disciplined we are on D. Luptak under center on fourth down, less than a yard to go. Lowry moves up a yard in the backfield. Luptak's going to keep it. He's going to be hit right at the line, and he's going to struggle forward. I think he's got it inside the seven. That second effort by Luptak, the quarterback. He was stopped by brokering, and Sean Sullivan came up and tried to help brokering, but they stopped him. Well, let's see. They're going to put it right at the seven. They gave him the first down. They didn't even measure it. They gave him the first and goal here. So it's first and goal for Geneva at the seven-yard line of the Lions. Boy, nice play by the Lions defense. Yeah, that was an excellent play up front. That 
they did a great job getting a little stalemate there. And uh, quarterback pulled it out and then followed the foil back. And that's how he got the first down. But, you know, the only positive coming out of this right now is they're making them use a lot of clock. But we got to get a stop and hold them to three. Monteleone on the right. Moving in motion to the left-hand side of Centafani. Hand off up the middle to Lowry, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the score. Seven-yard run by Lowry, and it cuts the Lions' lead to 14-6. Just a lot of dose of that fullback on that series, and when you give up that much you know, running game in the middle, that makes it tough to defend the triple option. So a nice drive by Geneva as they cut the lead, or could cut it in half here with 47.9 seconds to go. In this first quarter, 14 to 6. In to attempt the extra point is Daniel Nordas. Nordas, the 5'9", 160 pounder out of Florida. He's a sidewinder, right footed kicker, puts it up and puts it through. There's 47.9 seconds to go in the first quarter to play. And your score on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover scoreboard, it is the Lions 14, Geneva 7. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, seven-yard run by Justin Lowry has cut the Lions' lead in half, 14-7, with 47.9 seconds to go. Speakman back set to return with Cornell Beecham as... Nordass will kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Speakman near the sideline at the 13-yard line. He's going to cut it to the 15, to the 20. He's got some green to the 25, but he's going to be hit head-on at about the 27-yard line. I believe that was the kicker that had to make the tackle there. 17-yard return by Speakman. Lions will start first and 10 from their own 27. Well, let's see what we do here, Dave. We've had a couple decent drives. Like you said, we struck in nine seconds on that last touchdown, but now let's see if we can get the offense moving. As you noticed, uh, the, the secondary of Geneva has really struggled. But you got to give credit to the O-line of the Lions. They've uh, given Tomlin a lot of time to make his decisions. And when you get that, I think you can pick anybody apart. Well, we expected this game to be a contrast in styles, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Lions passing game against Geneva's running game. and Both teams so far have been successful. Tomlin, handoff to Michael Williamson, who's into the ball game. And Williamson, with that sprained ankle, takes it up to the 28-yard line. Boy, Williamson was really a star the last four games of the season a year ago. Solidified his spot coming into this season as the starting running back, but in the scrimmage last week, he suffered a sprained ankle. The Lions were hoping they didn't have to play him today with the bye week next week. Gains about a half yard on the play. Second down, call it a long nine yards to go from their own 28-yard line. Tomlin with Williamson right behind him. 
Looks over the situation. Hand off to Williamson. Off right tackle. Cuts it to the outside to the 30-yard line. He's going to gain about a yard on that play. Brings up third down and eight. And that will do it for the end of the first quarter. So your score at the end of one period of play from Schuler Field on the opening day of the 2019 college football season. Mount St. Joseph 14, Geneva 7. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, as we come back to Schuler Field, Lions going from right to left across your computer screen now to open the second quarter of play. They've got third down, call it a long eight yards to go. Tomlin, fake handoff, throws out to the left flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Chase Pankey, and a nice defensive play by Geneva's left cornerback, Ryan Signorella. Tomlin would probably like that one back, and I don't know if uh, they picked it up, but the linebackers are blitzing a lot when it's third and long or second long. He had Nick Murphy wide open in the middle field on that one. Just didn't see him. So it brings up fourth down and eight yards to go. And coming in to punt the football away will be Patrick Murray. Excuse me, that's Max Shumowski. Shumowski is the kicker out of Knoxville, Tennessee, a six-foot, 180-pound freshman. Low snap. Shumowski, a left-footed kicker, gets a high spiral. It's going to be taken in at the 40-yard line by Tyler Cann, and Cann is going to backpedal, and he's going to be brought down at the 35, make it the 37-yard line. Not a bad punt for the freshman, I believe. You know, I was talking to Coach Hop earlier in the week, and he said it was up in the air whether it was going to be him or it was going to be Patrick, and... You know, it's good to see him get his first punt off like that here in the second quarter. It was a good one, and uh, hopefully he'll settle in, and hopefully we don't need him much anymore, Dave. Oh, well, we got an opportunity. We want to send out some birthday celebratory news for Dakota Warren, one of our friends out of Waynesville. So happy birthday to him. 14.44 left to go in this first half of play. 14.7 lines on top of it. Luptak. Leading the charge for the Golden Tornadoes. Handoff goes to Lowry right up the middle, and he's going to struggle forward for a gain of about two up near the 40-yard line. As you said, in the last series here, it's a different uh, type of contrasting offense on both sides of the ball. They're just going to plug away. They're going to give that ball to fullback and let him be a workhorse and wait for you to make that mistake on assignment football, as we talked earlier. As soon as you bite in, they'll pull it out, and he's gone. Second down about... Eight yards to go. And I guess we've got a problem with the scoreboard right now. The officials, looks like they're going to keep the time on the field. It's a brand new scoreboard. You'd expect some kinks. This is the first game of the year. Absolutely. Hopefully they'll get that adjusted and fixed for us. You know, we talked a little bit, Bear, about the new scoreboard and how gorgeous it is, but they've done some improvements here to the press box also. 
and that is really something. Yes, it is. They've done a great job. They've uh, put a presidential suite right here in the middle, and uh, it's great to see us entertain some uh, host in there. The <laughs> President Williams is in there watching this great game on a great afternoon. and uh, We could tell you exactly what the President <laughs> is eating right now. He just took a big chomp out of a hot dog. <laughs> Sounds like that's what we need to have right I mean, now. <laughs> I mean, folks, I'll tell you one thing. We give you the action on the field and also in the president's box right now. You can't beat that. <laughs> All right, now I think we've got the scoreboard. Well, maybe we've got the scoreboard situation settled. Let's see if we can get a good stance here. As I said, this you know you want to make it third and long on these option teams. If they get third and five, third and four, that's tough to defend. Second down, eight yards to go. Luptak puts Monteleone in motion. Handoff. Luptak's going to keep it, it himself out, on the belly dive, and he takes it up to the 42, maybe the, near the 43-yard line. Gain of three, and it brings up third down and four yards to go. I know it's just the second play of this drive, though, Bear, but one thing about it, the Lions' defense, when they just came over and talked to Rick Thompson, it looks like they made some adjustments. They did. You know, again, for me as a, as a former coach, I think it's tough if you can let them hang around third and five. You can get them on that third and seven. Now they're on the cusp of, hey, we may have to pull it off that fullback all the time. But the great read by the quarterback from Geneva. I mean, he read the, the outside backer, went outside, he pulled it and went inside. Brings up third and four from the 43-yard line of Geneva. And Luptak hands it off to Lowry. Lowry Ooh. takes it up to the 45-yard line. He's going to be about two yards shy of a first down after a gain of two. He wanted to pull that, Dave. That almost was a fumble there. He looked back as his, he didn't mean to leave it in the belly of him, but he Justin went ahead and took the carry and got him down to about fourth and a few, uh, I'd say a half a yard. David Guck from Elder making the tackle, and now Guck's going to leave the football game, and Alvin Burke will come in. Fourth down, it's a yard to go, a little bit more than a yard to go, and it looks like Geneva's going to go for it or at least try to. The play clocks are down. They're being held on the back on the field, and so we got to look at the back judge to see when that 10-second mark is counted. Luptak on fourth down and a yard to go. Are they just going to try to draw the Lions off? And they will. Yeah, they did. They called a timeout. That was actually Anthony Cervoni into the game at quarterback that time. The sophomore 5'11", 190 pounder out of Trafford, Pennsylvania. He was in, tried to get the count for the Lions to come off sides, but he didn't, so they took a timeout. And it will bring up still a fourth down and a yard to go with 13-12 left in this first half. Yeah, Anthony was in on that last play. He was the one that tried to pull the ball out of Justin's belly. And that, you know, unfortunately for Geneva, Justin wrapped it up and got to where he did. But uh, I don't understand sometimes as a former special teams coach, you go out there and you try and get him to jump off sides. And I know you burn a timeout here. Why not just take the penalty if you got faith in your special teams? Especially your punter. Now the sun's starting to peek through the clouds here at Schuler Field in Cincinnati. Thought it was a great day for football. Boy, overcast skies, temperature around 70 degrees. The rain came early in the pregame and then subsided. And now we've got sunshine peeking through. It's beautiful out there. This is the perfect weather for the fans and for a player. That, that turf down there tends to get hot, so being in the 70s is awesome. Geneva's going to go for it again after that timeout on fourth and a yard. They'll move a man in motion. Cerrone's going to keep it. He's going to keep it off the right guard, and he's going to struggle forward for a gain of two, and he's got the first down. That's the play the last series they ran to get that first down inside the 10. They came back with it. They're, they're counting on him following the fullback, and now the fullback becomes another blocker. He just followed him, as you said, and got plenty of yards for the first down. Here's the thing, though, Dan. 
in the last drive, they were knocking off five, seven yards of carry. In this drive, they're down to two or three yeah. yards of carry. Yes, yes. But the, the thing that you got to watch for, Dave, is those D linemen. Hopefully, they're going to be subbing people in and out because those big boys on the Geneva O-line are wearing them down. First down 10 from the 49-yard line. Cervoni still in a quarterback. Bobbled the snap from center. Picked it up. Ran right behind his right guard across the 50 into Mount St. Joseph territory for a gain of four to the 47-yard line. And that's why a lot of teams who run this triple option like it. I mean, they made a mistake with a fumbled snap, as you said. Then he just became a running back and followed his fullback. And here he picks up four. They're in the third quarter at the horseshoe. Ohio State still up 28 nothing. Michigan still down with 8.53 to go to Army, 14-7. 49-20, Maryland over Syracuse. I believe Army's running that triple option. Yeah, I think they still are. I think they've ran that since World War II. <laughs> Cervoni's going to pitch it out around the left-hand side. He's got he's Monteleone. Got Monteleone's got room to the 35-30, oh. and he's going to throw a forearm. There might be a flag. There should be a flag. Looked like he threw a punch. Yes, he did. At the Lions defender at the 23-yard line. That was Peyton Lugers that got hit with a punch. He did not see that one. How could you not? Clearly from our angle, we're not on the field, but he definitely wound up and threw a punch. He looked like Mike Tyson. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of stiff arms, but that was a bent Ooh. arm turning into a stiff arm on the right jaw. <laughs> wow. Ball down to the 22-yard line. First down, 10 yards to go for Geneva with 11.30 left to go in this first qu- first half. we got to get a little push up front. That uh, O-line is firing off the ball and getting a little bit more leverage than we are. Cervoni still in a quarterback. Moves Monteleone in motion. There Cervoni it is. hands off there to is. the fullback, Lowry. And Lowry's hit right at the line of scrimmage and no gain on the play. This defense is getting used to this offense. Yes. Even though that was a big play. I think that was number 96 who made an initial contact. That uh, Lowry fullback is tough to bring down, but his job is just to get to the A-gap, and he did. He beat him off the ball there, and did great job making initial contact and the rest of the defense pursuing. J.J. Courtney with the tackle. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball right at the original line of scrimmage of the 22 of Mount St. Joseph. See, here's where it's tough for the D. You think they're going to not give it to the fullback. And Cervoni. And he's going to keep it himself around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the 20, but struggles forward to the 19. Gain of three on the play. The Mount St. on the fumble down there. But it doesn't look like the officials agree with him right now, Dave. So a gain of three. Ball inside the 19 of the Lions, and it'll bring up third down, seven yards to go. Well, they'll put it right at the 18-yard line. Still third down and a long seven. This is where you want the triple option to be, as I've been talking about. Now, you know, you can't sit back and not worry about the fullback. Again, you got to do your assignment. But he's a big boy to bring down with one guy. So uh, hopefully our linebackers make a good play here and don't let them get outside. Ten minutes and running left to go in the first half. Lowry, the setback and the triple option. Two running backs out at the wing positions. Cervante's going to keep there it, it is. on the Pitching belly dive. Pitch line. it off to Cervante, and he's going to be hit at the 15 and knocked out of bounds. He's at the, well, they're going to say short of the 15 at about the 17-yard line. No gain on the play. It brings up fourth down five. Great defense right there. They did a great job. The uh, linebacker forced the pitch early. Then they squeezed him to the sideline. And now you got him in a big fourth down. I think they're going to kick the field goal here. And they will bring in their field goal unit. Coming in to attempt it. Oh, will boy. Be Daniel Nordass. Boy, it'd be nice to see a fumbled snap right here and pick it up and go the other way. 
Luke, reward you. Luke Kadlicek is the holder. Nordass right-footed kicker. He's going to kick it from the 24, making it a 34-yard attempt. Ball in the far hash mark. High step. Get up. Got it down. Low line drive kick, and it is no good. Wide left. 9.36 left to go in this first half. Your score from Schuler Field. It's the Lions 14, Geneva 7. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics. Our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Well, back here at Schuler Field, and while you were away, Chayton Tomlin dropped back in the shotgun position, saw an opening, and ran it up the middle for about 8 yards out to the 28-yard line. So it'll bring up second down and two for the Lions, going from right to left. Handoff going to Williamson, and Williamson takes it across the 30, down to the 31-yard line for a gain of three and a first down for the Lions. The Lions definitely have changed their style of offense the last two series. As you said, Williams is in running back a lot more. They're trying to run the ball more, and I think that philosophy right there is to keep Geneva's offense off the field because that triple option, when you leave your defense out there, as I said earlier, 70 degrees is great, but that sun beating on that AstroTurf is hot. And so they're doing a nice job moving the chains here and giving the defense a rest. Chase Samples into the ball game. He comes out wide to the left-hand side. Cooper Earls out wide to the right. Cornell Beecham slot left. Ball in the middle of the field. Michael Williamson to the right of Tomlin. He drops straight back on first and ten from the 32. Flips it into the middle of the field. It is complete to Samples Good at the 36-yard line. They'll give him out to the 37. That's a gain of five on that pass completion, and it brings up second and five. Great read by Tomlin right there. He took what they gave him. He picks up about five or six yards. Now they're in second and short. You can do what you want here with the ball. Williamson still in at running back. He lines up right behind Tomlin in the pistol. Ball on the near hash mark. Two receivers out wide to the far-hand side. Beach him in the slot to the left. Now... Moving in motion is Earls. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws it out into the flat, and it is complete to chase samples at about the 42-yard line and a first down after a seven-yard completion. Boy, Dave, he was well covered, but just a great ball by Tomlin. Right on the money. Nowhere the defense could get to the ball. That moves the chains once again. We'll interview Tomlin coming up before the game in two weeks against Anderson. We've already got it set up, but I had an opportunity to stop and talk to his family at the tailgating earlier this morning. That's an adventure. With it is Williamson around the left-hand side off the handoff. He's going to struggle forward out to the 44-yard line for a gain of a yard. They are a fun family, and you can see where Chayton Tomlin gets his personality. you got to have a little personality playing that quarterback position. Otherwise, you can't lead a team. Last game of the year is in the Bronx, Bear. <laughs> can you imagine Chayton Tomlin, last game of his career in New York? Oh, I couldn't imagine that. But New York, you better get ready, my friend. <laughs> better. He may have the 
bearskin coat <laughs> in New York at that time. Tomlin's going to roll out to the right. He's got a lot of space. He's going to tuck it under, cut it across the 45, Ooh. and he's going to be hit and run out of bounds at the 48-yard line. He was he had given himself up and was going out of bounds, but the defensive back for Geneva, Gary Weaver, came up and hit him, but he was still in bounds. It was a legal hit. Absolutely. The ref was right on top of it. No call. Leaves uh, the mount with about a third and five or six. Let's see if we can convert right here and, again, keep the defense off the field, and let's go down the field and score. Earls trips out to the near side, ball on the far hash mark. Beecham in the slot to the left, along with Panky, and Earls out wide to the left-hand side. We need to get that ball in Beecham's Williamson hands. off to the right. Tomlin rolls out, takes a step. He's going to throw it up the right it. side. He's got a receiver, and it is incomplete. Chase Samples went up and couldn't come down with the football. Wow, but crowd's he, getting rowdy there, Dave. I think he got a little contact early there. Maurice Washington was the defensive back there to try to knock the ball away, but Samples had gotten behind him. He just could not come down with the football. Fourth down five and in to punt the football away for the second time for the Lions is Max Suchamowski. Suchamowski, I don't think I could say that. I don't think I said it right either. Suchomsky. That's what it is. Suchomsky. I apologize. High. End over end kick. It's going to hit at the 25. Bounce inside the 20. Take a Mount St. Joseph bounce and it will be down inside the 10 at the 13 yard line. At the 15 down to the 13 yard line. 5.52 remaining to go in the first half. It's 14 to 7. The Lions on top of Geneva. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, Luptak is back in at quarterback, and he just ran it around the left-hand side for about four yards, taking it out to the 18-yard line. Brings up second down, six yards to go. Luptak started the game, was replaced by Cervoni on the last drive, and now he's back in, and the handoff goes to Lowry. Lowry breaks into the clear to the 30, 35, 40, into Mount St. Joseph territory at the 50 to the 30, 25, 20, one man to beat, that's Speakman, and he beats Speakman to the end zone for the score. That's that triple option there, Dave. You know, we talk about a blown assignment. Nobody filled that gap, and Lubtack saw it, handed it off, and Justin ends up in the end zone. 82 yards for the score with 4.55 remaining to go in the half, and it's 14-13 Lions and Geneva looking to tie it up with the extra point. Boy, this has been a game of big plays on both sides, and Lowry just ran one for... 82 yards and the score. In to attempt the extra point, Daniel Nordos to tie this thing up. 
Ball is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. We're all knotted up. 4.55 to go in the first half of play. And your score on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover scoreboard, it's the Lions 14, Geneva 14. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports and what we can still love about college sports. How many homeowners does it take to change to Energy Star qualified light bulbs? Answer, all of them. And they have every reason to. The bulbs look really cool. They come in spiral, mini spiral, and A-line shapes. They last and last, up to ten times longer than traditional fixtures. And they use two-thirds less energy. That's win-win-win. Cool lighting, cool temperatures, cooler energy bills. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Well, with 4.55 remaining to go in this first quarter of play, it is first half of action, I'm sorry. 14-14, we're all knotted up. Speakman and Beachman. Beachman in the back around the five-yard line to receive this kickoff. And Nordass is going to kick it short. He's going to get it. Taken by Beecham at the 16-yard line. Stutter steps to the 15 to the 20. Out to the 30-yard line. Struggles forward to the 32. Not a bad little return on the short kick there. I think they just didn't have uh, blockers up front moving up on that ball. And he did what he could. Not bad. We'll take that. Let's we'll see if the offense can get something going. Ohio State still on top of Cincinnati, 28 nothing, And Michigan has scored to make it 14-13. Who's winning that game, Army or Michigan? Well, right now it's Army leading 14-13, but Michigan going for the extra point. Flip out into the right flat, going to Jake Kilgore. Kilgore caught it about the 28-yard line, struggles forward across the 30 to the 35. It's a gain of three on the play. And it brings up second down seven yards to go as Trevor Tomey comes back in for Kilgore. I know they like to, to give Tommy some touches here, but every now and then hopefully they can get a little play action fake and get one down the middle of the field like they did early on in the game. Just one score out of the Heartland Conference. That's center over Hanover right now. 13 minutes to go in the first half. 21 to 7. Center. Dropping back. Tomlin. Tomlin looks right. Now goes left. He's got a receiver nice complete catch. on a nice catch out under the right flat by Chase Samples. Samples, I'll tell you what, that young man's getting some work in today. He did a great job maintaining control of that ball. Eight yards completion. First down for the Lions out to their own 44. First and ten. Four minutes to go. Lions have all three timeouts remaining. Tommy's still in the backfield. With Tomlin, trips out to the far side, ball in the near hash mark. Hand off to Tommy, right up the middle. Cuts it across the 50, and he's going to be stopped and down. He, he was upended and came down right on top of his helmet and bounced back up in the air and came down right at midfield after a gain of six. And he's going to come out of the ball game. Yeah, I just I don't know if that was due to hitting his head like that, Dave. I think they had another running back ready to go in. But what a great job. Two plays in a row. You, if you watch film, that young man made a great block on the play before to give Tomlin time to make a throw to Samples. Second down, call it four yards to go for the Lions right at midfield. Tomlin with Williamson. Fake handoff, throws it out into the flat. Complete to Murphy. Go. Murphy at the 45-40. Cuts it to the right to the 30. 25-20. 
15, 10. It is going to be hog tied and brought there. down at the five-yard line. There should be a penalty there, but no call. No call, but what a great job outside. Murphy saw the seam and catches the ball on the bubble screen. Great blocking out there by the Lions, and the result is inside the 10. So the Lions have the football first and goal at the five-yard line of Geneva. 2.53 and running left to go in this first half. Well, you hate to say it because you want to score here, Dave, but with Geneva and that triple option, they could score big, too. Play clocks are shut off here. They're not working. Haven't been since the beginning. Tomlin, fake handoff. Now rolls to his left. Looks into go, the end zone. Sees go, the green. He's go. going to cut into the corner He's of the end zone. It. Dives in. Touchdown! Tomlin saw the avenue and took it. Yes, and he gets he his first touchdown of the year, and the Lions have regained the lead at 20 to 14, 231 left to go in the first half. You talk about discipline from your senior quarterback. Paul Miner was wide open in the middle. By the time Tomlin saw him, he turned his shoulder, squared up, saw him again, but Paul didn't see the defender, so he tucks it and scores. Great job by the quarterback Tomlin. Spencer Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. Lions lead it again. Good snap, good hold, kick is up by Dufresne, and it is good. 2.31 left to go in the half. It's now the Lions, 21, Geneva, 14. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself. Eat garden style or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. 2.31 remaining to go in this first half. Chase Chayton Tomlin with a seven-yard touchdown run. Lions lead it by seven again, 21-14. Kick by Dufresne, taken in by Geneva at the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Out to the 20, well, they didn't, to the 25, out to about the 27-yard line, returning the ball, Frankie Centifani. Well, here's the, here's the situation. We're up seven, Dave. You got a triple option. You know they're not going to score over the top throwing the ball. Do you commit? Try and get a stop here. They only got two timeouts. You'd love to go into halftime with a seven-point lead. Well, the Lions have got all three timeouts, so if they could conceivably stop these guys on three straight downs, they'd have plenty of time to work with. Absolutely. We'd love to see us force them to punt the ball again and see what we can do with it. Ball just shy of the 29-yard line. And it looks like Luptak still in at quarterback now for Geneva. Under center, that is Luptak. Keep. He's going to keep it around the left-hand side. Cuts it behind the left guard out to the 35, make it the 36-yard line. He's got a gain of seven. It brings up third down, and, or second down, excuse me, and about three yards to go. Good decision right there by Luptak. I mean, he uh, he saw what the Lions gave him up front and just followed his fullback. Second down, three yards to go. Luptak with Lowry right behind him. Has Centifani out to the left-hand side. And Monteleone to the right-hand side. 
Clock running, a minute 50 to go in this first half. Monteleone in motion. Oh, Lowry. Santafani. Great. Now Luptak. Luptak's got the football and he's going to be dropped behind the line. Back at the 33 yard line. Lots of three. It brings up third down and six yards to go. And let's see, the Lions are letting the clock run. They're not going to use one of their three timeouts. That was Sean Sullivan, the linebacker, number 32. If you've watched the play down there, the Lions basically said in the last two plays they were going to give you the middle. On that time, he, he chose the blitz and did a great job of reading it and wrapped up the quarterback, Club Tech. Bear, with Nate Stone back, the Lions may have the best pair of linebackers in the Heartland. Well, I can't wait to watch them play in the Heartland, and I'm excited, like you said, they might have the best in the Heartland. I think the Lions did a great job there defensively. They said, we'll give you the middle, but we're not going to let you break one. We're going to force you to either let the clock run or burn timeouts. I think if the Lions stop them here on fourth, third down, they'll use one of their timeouts. I agree. They had to call a timeout themselves. They were not ready. Geneva wasn't ready. They take a timeout. When we return, it'll be third down, seven yards to go, 57 seconds to go in the first half. It's the Lions 21, Geneva 14. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. 57 seconds left to go in this first half of play. Lions lead it by 7, 21-14. Yep. Tough situation for the Lions here, Dave. As a coordinator, if they get a first down, you're not disappointed. But as an offensive coordinator, you're like, get the stop and get them back. But you can't let them get outside with this ball. Um, you got to just be really sound here. And then, you know, you keep them in field. they got one timeout left. If you stop them, you call timeout. They get the first down. Obviously, you let the clock run as much as you can. Lowry behind Luptak. At the tailback position, Luptak under center, a quarterback, out of the triple option. Third down, seven yards to go, ball resting at the 33-yard line in Geneva territory. Luptak takes the snap. He's going to keep it around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the 35, brought down. There's a flag down. Ball's loose on the field. Lions have recovered the football. They're going to take it back to the 30-yard line, but remember, there is a flag down. They're going to take it inside the 25 and finally run out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Who is that? Looked like number 90 for the Lions had the ball, Alvin Burke. Unfortunately, Dave, I think this is going to come back to Geneva. We either got a face mask. We got face mask, I think. Let's see what we got. Let's see. It's going to be a hold against Geneva. Ball is going to the Lions. We just talked about it. They got plenty of time to score here, and that's you got to give the defense credit there. You know, we we talked about it as we came back. They were going to try and get outside, and I think uh, D coordinator Rick Thompson knew that and he played it well. So the ball is in Geneva territory. Let's see where they finally do spot it. They haven't spotted the football yet. Now they're going to put it at the 24-yard line of Geneva. Lions have three timeouts remaining and 41.8 seconds to go. And for Chayton Tomlin, that's an eternity. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to run this ball. They're going to blitz their linebackers. You know, you get through there, you got one man to beat, and that's the safety. you got three timeouts, you're right, that's an eternity. Williamson in the backfield with Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back is Tomlin. He's going to throw the flare out oh. in the middle, and it's going to hit one of the offensive linemen incomplete. That was the screen. That was the screen coming back. And uh, for some reason, I think he got caught up in the line there and tripped maybe. And uh, Tomlin just had to throw it away. Hit Andrew Weeks in the back. Incomplete. Second down. 
It was there. If he could have completed that, he'd been out in the middle of the field. Like I said, the only man left was the safety and the linebackers blitz like they have been doing all game. Williamson in the backfield. We'll have to see him roll out here and give him a choice to throw a run because it's hard to catch this young man at quarterback. He's Beecham. got that senior leadership. Beecham out wide left. Dropping back is Tom. Looks to his left. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it is complete oh. to Beecham. Knocked it into the air to himself. To the 20, to the 15. Scatterbugs down to the 15. Now he's going to cut up the middle, and he's going to be taken down at the 10-yard line. That's exactly what we saw last <laughs> week against center. This kid never goes down. What a job concentrating on the football. Could have been a pick. He goes back and gets it and gets upfield for a first down and plenty of time with 23 seconds, but I think we're going to take a timeout here. They are. Timeout taken by the Lions. We saw that last week. This Beecham kid is something else. You talk about a scatterbug. He was all over the place. First of all, he knocked the ball up in the air to himself, then cut to the left, back to the right, and was juking people out trying to get into the end zone and they finally brought him down they're going to mark him down at the 11 he did a great job like you said uh, jitterbugging around there but you know what that young man will not go down with one guy you're going to have to have two or three gang tackle that man I asked Hop this week when we talked whether or not Beecham's thighs were wider than his waist and he said (laughs) the thighs are wider than his waist Boy, if I could say that, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, I, I hear you as I'm getting ready to eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so See, the, again, we got plenty of time with 23 yeah. seconds and two timeouts. The run is not out of the picture. I know we like to throw the ball, but the defense has got to be thinking that. So it's first and 10 from the 11 of Geneva. Lions can conceivably get a first down without scoring here. Elijah Bug is into the ball game now for the Lions. He's... The fourth running back on the two-deep chart. He's off to the right of Tomlin. A little cover, too. Let's see what we got down Tomlin the middle of the field. Tomlin drops back, looks to the left. He's going to throw it into the end zone. Now completes it at the seven. Again Uh-oh. to Beecham. He Beecham cuts it. back to the right. Oh. He's going to be brought down at the five. He never gives up on a play, Bear. He's no. down at the five after a gain of about six on the completion. It's second down four. And that should have probably been a gain of one. That young man made some moves there. I thought he was going to get in the end zone for a second. but uh, Lions will use their second timeout. 14.1 seconds to go. Yep, we'll see what happens here. I'm not sure what they'll come up with offensively, Dave. They've got all the options in the world to do here. Like I said, Geneva just keeps bringing their linebackers. The middle of the field is wide open. But again, I'm going to stick. I like Tomlin getting outside possibly and letting him either throw it or tuck it and go. At halftime, we talk, hope to be talking with University President Dr. James Williams coming up at halftime here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin here bringing you this game. 14.1 seconds to go. 21-14 Lions. And they're looking to add that heading in at halftime. Panky breaks the huddle from the sideline. He's going to go out wide right. Beecham slot right. Ball on the near hash mark. Paul Miner is out to the left-hand side. He's going to go wide left. And Nick Murphy goes slot left. That might be a fade opportunity for Paul. Elijah Bug. Now moves to the right of Tomlin. Now moves over to the left of Tomlin as Tomlin resituates it. Don't know what is happening on the play clock, but because they're down right now. Tomlin. Middle of the field. He's going to look to his left. Rolls out to the short side. Throws into the end zone. Complete on a nice catch. Is that Nick, Nick Murphy. Murphy? What a catch by Murphy as he stayed in bounds. Put one foot down in the sideline of the end zone and collected the ball in for the score. It's 27-14. What a throw by Tomlin. Great read. They rolled him short to his left. He makes a great decision. Again, he puts the ball where only his man can get it, Dave. 
Nice throw, great catch by Murphy and able to keep his feet in bounds. And Dufresne will attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. That was awesome. That was a pretty good hold right there by Murphy. Or Murray, that ball was up by his shoulder pad. He gets it down, and that's pretty good. Great answer by the Lions with 9.4 to go in the half here. 28-14, Lions on top of it. Boy, what a great drive to answer back. Absolutely. You know, you hold them here, obviously they're not going to throw the ball. They're going to run their triple option. Come out at half, Geneva gets the ball. That's going to be a big series. You go up 21 points on Geneva. A triple option team, that's going to be hard to come back and, and win a game. Tomlin, 15 of 20 so far in the first game of his senior year. 210 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. What a great opening day for him, Dave. you got to be excited if you're Coach Hop and uh, the offense is moving the ball well. Defense seems to have the answer right now on that side of the ball. And uh, hopefully, again, you know, you come back out of halftime ready to do the exact same thing. Geneva will get the football to start the second half as they deferred. But the Lions right now up 28-14. And with 6.46 remaining to go in the first half at Hanover, center is on top of Hanover, 28-10. to Center, the 20th ranked team in the country in D3 football this week. Well, that's good for the ACAC. You'd like to see Hanover beat them. Uh, you know, I... Didn't get to make the uh, scrimmage last week, but I heard we did a great job playing center and obviously being 20th in the country. You kind of set the bar to where you're at in the nation. Ohio State up on Cincinnati, 35 nothing at the end of the third. And Michigan and Army are tied up at 14 apiece. Two unexpected scores there, huh? If you're a UC fan. Dufresne kicks it off, and it is taken in by Monteleone at the goal line. Takes it out across the 10 to the 15. Struggles forward and can't get past the 15-yard line as he was brought down by Adam Slusher. Slusher, a freshman on the special teams out of Goshen, Ohio. So, it'll be first and 10 for Geneva. Now there's a flag down, and there is... A penalty called against Mount St. Joseph. I didn't see what that was, Bear, did you? I did not see that, but I know Slusher did a great job coming down the field. He avoided contact with all the blockers, read it right, broke down, and just made a nice tackle. Well, let's see. They're going to move it out. I wonder if this is unsportsmanlike after the play. Might just been a little excited celebrating, and they decided to call it. It is a 15-yard penalty. He'll take it out to the 31-yard line. 2.5 2.5 seconds to go, and the Tornadoes are just going to take a knee and end the first half of action down by two touchdowns. And Leptak takes the snap, steps back two steps, takes a knee, and that's the end of the first half. Well, the Lions jumped out 14 to nothing. Geneva came back, tied it up at 14 apiece, and then the Lions have scored 14 consecutive points to lead it going into halftime, 28 to 14. Bear and I will be back to talk to you more here at halftime as we bring you scores and hopefully an interview with University President Dr. James Williams. As we head into halftime, the Lions lead it here on Ultimate Sports Talk on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover Scoreboard. It's now Mount St. Joseph 28, Geneva 14. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. 
High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, back here at halftime, at 28 to 14, the Lions on top of Geneva. As we said, the Lions jumped out 14 to nothing. Geneva came back, knotted things up, and then the Lions ran off another 14 in a row, including a touchdown with just 15 seconds to go in the first half to lead it by a score of 28 to 14. Gentlemen, we've been trying to get on now for a couple of years. The university president, Dr. James Williams. Dr. Williams, thanks for joining us here at halftime. Glad to have you on. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Tell you what, this first half, boy, it was a heck of a half. What, what were your thoughts about the first half? Absolutely, a great game, and our offense showed what it could do, what it's been doing for the last three years. Quite frankly, uh, our defense has some trouble because they play some really good offense, and that triple option that they have is really tremendous. We talked a little bit about this as a contrast in styles: the Mount's passing game against Geneva's running game. Absolutely, I think they've only thrown a pass, maybe one. Uh, so, so it's, but it's a great contest. And the thing I liked about these events is these young men, you know, come out here to get a good education. And we try to make sure they do that at both, both colleges and universities. Uh, but on the other hand, they get a chance to play the sport they love. So they get to do the scholarship thing and the athletic thing. And I just, it just really makes me feel really good. Really, Division Three football, any, any athletic event in Division Three is really the purest athletic event, I think, because of the fact that they, they actually have to pay to help to play it. No, absolutely. That's exactly right. Now, Dr. Williams, talk a little bit about the, the new rec center. How's that coming along and what's happening with that? Well, the new rec center is fantastic. It's a part of what we call our Transformation 2025 vision. And we have plans for a number of projects over the next few years. But we begin with this recreation and fitness center in large measure because the students want that. That's what the students expect. They want to make sure that they are developing themselves mind, body, and spirit, we say. And we want to give them the opportunity to do it the way it needs to be done. So that recreation and fitness center has started. We started on the construction, and it should be finished by this time next year. What are some of the other goals for that type of uh, uh, uh that type of project? Well, well, that facility is going to, again, it's going to address the issues we need for the typical student we have here. But 45% of our students play some kind of Division three sport. And so we want to make sure we can accommodate them. And so, for example, when our softball team has no place to practice in the winter, when the weather's inclement, they can practice inside that facility. We'll have the only 200-meter track in this region, believe it or not, 
indoor track in this region. And so those are the kinds of things that will allow us to do. The community can use the facility. We hope that we'll have, you know, track meets and competitions in that, in that facility. Uh, but we are trying to make sure that we make ourselves available, not just to our students, but to the greater community as well. And, of course, here in Schuler Field, you've put up the new scoreboard, the new... You've got your new digs next door. Those are look pretty nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we appreciate that, too, because there's so many great benefactors out there who have helped them out to become what it is today. And as we celebrate our 100th year, we're in our 100th year now, it's just appropriate that we would bring the community reps in here and show them how much we appreciate what they've done over the last 100 years for the Mount. University President Dr. James Williams, our guest here at halftime. Dr. Williams, what are some of the other goals that you have for the university coming up in the next few years? Well, we just want to make sure that we're continuing to grow our academic programs, to make sure that our faculty and staff are fully engaged and fully taken care of. It's one of the things that's special about the Mount. We all love our kids. We love our students. There's no doubt about it. But we also really care and love each other. And it makes a big difference in the environment that we can create for these young folks so that they can learn well and they can also have the right kind of spirit on the football field or on the baseball uh, diamond or wherever, whatever athletic event it is. We expect our kids to be able to, to, to reflect who we are fundamentally. Uh, and we are a, mis- a um, um, we're one of the, we're one of the, the missions of the Sisters of Charity of Cincinnati. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we're reflecting that all the time, and we're proud that our athletes do that. Dr. Williams, for the, the seniors and the juniors who are thinking of going someplace after they graduate from high school, what's your sales pitch to them about coming to the Mount? Well, well, the point here is that you can get to anywhere you want in life right here, starting right here at the Mount. And we are smaller by design. That's so that we can know who you are and you can know who we are. You can't get lost in this place even if you want to. So it's a great community. We love each other. We support each other. Uh, so come and join us. Absolutely. You happy with the way things are going right now? Absolutely. Very happy. I'm happy to have you on at halftime. Thanks a lot, Dr. Williams. Thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. James Williams, our guest here at Halftime University President. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with more at halftime. Your score, Lions on top of it, 28-14. As the executive producer of the documentary film, The Seaward, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You, the patients taking part in clinical trials. You, the scientists doing next-level research to beat cancer. You, the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, clinical trials, and especially prevention. Stand up to cancer. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back 
And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative Pico Way laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. 28-14, the mount on top of Geneva here at the half where the Lions jumped out by a 14 to nothing score. We'll go over the scoring here in just a little bit. But right now, let's take a look at what is happening around Division One college football. Then we'll check out the Heartland Conference and what's happening around there. Right now, Ohio State, number five in the country with 11.30 left to go in the ball game, leading Cincinnati 35 to nothing. Michigan and Army. Boy, what a barn burner this is right now. With 9.58 left to go in the ballgame, they are tied up at 14 apiece, and Army has the football. Maryland on top of Syracuse, 49-20. to Utah, number 13 in the country, with 14.21 left to go in the half, is on top of Northern Illinois by 4, 21-17. And Iowa is shutting out Rutgers in a Big Ten contest, 30 to nothing, with 11 minutes to go in that ball game. That's a look at the Division One scores so far here this afternoon. Center out of the Heartland Conference is leading Hanover 28 to 10 with 6.45 left to go in the first half of action. Right now we don't have a score out of Bluffton and Worcester, but we'll take a look and see if we can't pick up a score from that. As far as the rest of the Heartland Conference is concerned, their games are coming up here later on this evening or this afternoon. And in those games, it will be Defiance at Albion and North Park at Anderson. Those games start at 6 o'clock tonight. Franklin will be at Benedictine. And at 7 o'clock tonight, Mount Union will be at Rose-Hulman. That's a big contest for the fighting engineers. And we've got no score so far, as we told you, in the Bluffton-Worcester ball game. So that's a look at the... Games that are going on right now, as far as games that will happen later on this afternoon in Division I college football, Clemson will be at number 12, Texas A&M. Wisconsin goes to Central Michigan. Nebraska is at Colorado. Alabama will be at New Mexico State. And Georgia travels to Murray State. Now, tonight in top 20 college action, Oklahoma will be at South Dakota. LSU goes to number 9, Texas. 10th-ranked Auburn is at Tulane. Florida will be at UT Martin. Then it's Penn State, 15th ranked in the country, is at Buffalo. Oregon plays Nevada. Oregon ranks 16th in the country. Florida Atlantic will be at Central Florida, and they're number 18. And Michigan State plays against Western Michigan, and they are ranked 19th in the country. Then elsewhere tonight, outside the top 20, Stanford is at Southern California. Boise State goes to Marshall, and 14th ranked Washington will be entertaining California. Number 8 Notre Dame is off this week in top 25 action. Those are games that are going on tonight. Right now, your score, 28-14. Lions leading it here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. We'll be back with more coming up after this. Minutemen Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. 
Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Before the house, before the office, the late nights and new bosses. Before the last hugs, the wins and the losses. Before building the team, before building yourself, the rise and grinds, all day, every days. Before the letter, before the dream, there was a kid who loved to play. If you have the talent and dedication to succeed in school and in sports, we'll provide the opportunity. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at halftime where the Lions are leading at 28 to 14 at the half and Geneva will be getting the football to start the second half of action as they deferred the coin toss at the beginning of the ball game. Lions got things started with 10.42 left to go in the first quarter. On a seven-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin to Chase Pankey, Spencer Dufresne's kick was good, and the Lions, after a 10-play, 74-yard drive at four minutes and 12 seconds, had the first lead of the season, seven to nothing. They came back with 8:58 left to go in the first quarter when Nick Murphy caught a 44-yard touchdown pass from Tomlin. Dufresne added the extra point, and the Lions led it. After just a nine-second drive, they had one play for 44 yards. Murphy busting a pass open for the touchdown. They led it 14 to nothing. But then Geneva started to get their act together and got their running game in gear. Justin Lowry took it in from the seven-yard line with Nordass adding the extra point. And with 47 seconds to go in the first quarter, Geneva was down by just a touchdown, 14 to seven. And then in the second quarter, with 4:55 remaining to go before half, Justin Lowry busted a play 82 yards for a touchdown, and Geneva had tied the game after the extra point at 14 apiece. But then after a fumble recovery by the Lions and taking it down to about the 21-yard line, the Lions, with 2.31 left to go in the first half of action, ended up scoring a touchdown. Chayton Tomlin, a five-yard run, making it 21-14 to in the ballgame. Lions five plays, 68 yards in two minutes and 18 seconds to regain the lead, 21-14. And I apologize, it was after that play that the Lions recovered a fumble and then caught the ball at about the 21-yard line is where they recovered the fumble at. And after four plays, they had gone in for the score to make it 28-14. to Lions on top of it after a five-yard touchdown pass to Nick Murphy. So Nick Murphy with a couple of touchdowns here this afternoon. But right now, 
the Lions are being led by Chayton Tomlin. 15 of 20 passing in the ballgame, 210 yards, three touchdowns in the contest. And as far as the Lions are concerned, their rushing game, well, they have not done much rushing. They have done mainly passing. Right now what they've got is 10 yards, excuse me, as I take a look at the stats, the Lions' total yards in the ballgame, 241 compared to 210 for Geneva. But here's where it really differentiates in the game because the Lions' net yard passing, 210 yards, net yards passing out of the 241 yards that they've got. The Lions just 31 yards rushing on 10 attempts. Meanwhile, Geneva in the ballgame, they've got nine first downs, 210 yards in total offense so far in the ball game. 210 of it have come via the rush. And Bear, as you look at that, that's the story of the ball game. The Lions, we said it coming in, they're going to move the ball via the pass. Geneva's going to move the ball via the run. Absolutely, Dave. You hit it on the head earlier in the first quarter. These are two contrasting offenses. When you look back, there's two major mistakes that were made. One, we get the ball inside the 50, short field, and everybody knows we want to take a shot downfield. And then Tomlin did a great job throwing over the top, I believe, to Nick Murphy for that nine-second possession for a touchdown. That was crucial. The other mistake that was made by the Lions on the defensive side was giving up that 82-yard run, I believe, to Justin Lowry. He just flat-out hit the hole. There was nobody there to, to even make contact. So that had to, in my eyes, that had to be a blown assignment. And he did a great job and took it to the end zone. Other than that, the turnover was big. The Mount did a great job of controlling momentum. You know, and that's where they find them, up two scores, 28 to 14. Well, and here, here is another thing. Being the first game of the year, you would expect some mistakes. Now, Geneva's had the one big mistake that it led to a Mount touchdown, but the Lions have not had any interceptions, no fumbles, not even putting the ball on the turf. Yes, yes. The, the glowing thing for me watching this game here today, Dave, has been Tomlin. His 15 for 20, as you said, he's been pinpoint sharp with his passes. I've seen multiple throws where only his guy can get to the ball, and fortunately for him, he's had some big catches. I believe it was uh, number 13. Who Nick was that Murphy, same? Chase Samples, Samples too. making some great catches and possession the ball and moving chains. And, and Murphy's a threat to get down the field, and when you've got that kind of combination, and they haven't thrown the ball a lot to Paul Miner, and he's been open a few times in the middle of the field, but Tomlin's seeing what he needs to see, and he's having a very successful first half here at Shorefield. Quickly, defensively, what do the Lions have to shore up in order to stop this Geneva offensive team, though? It's just got to be your front four. They're playing a 4-3, and their front four has to play great assignment football. When they do that, they're going to force their hand outside, and if you can get to the outside with your linebackers, typically your front two take care of the A-gaps, and that's the fullback, Justin Lowry. Then you got your linebacker scraping over the top to get to that quarterback, and that's why you saw Geneva has success with the quarterback, Lovetak, pulling it out and following Justin, and uh, you know, if we get over the top and scrape, and then we do our assignment out front there on the outside edge and force everything and funnel it to the outside, to the sideline, and we'll minimize the yardage. 28-14, your score here at halftime. Geneva will get the football to start the second half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. Second half action is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Before the house, before the office, the late nights and new bosses. Before the last hugs, the wins and the losses. Before building the team, before building yourself, the rise and grinds, all day, every day. Before the letter, before the dream, there was a kid who loved to play. If you have the talent and dedication to succeed in school and in sports, we'll provide the opportunity. 
This Mount St. Joseph Lions college football broadcast is made possible by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers and in part by Effing Good Chicken Tenders, Mount St. Joseph University, The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue, Iron Sharpens Iron, and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph radio broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, as we told you, Geneva won the opening coin toss, but they decided to defer, so they will get the football to open up the second half of action. Of course, they've got their rushing game going in the ball game, and they're being led by their senior tailback, Justin Lowry. Lowry, 12 rushes, 126 yards so far in the ball game, and two touchdowns. But his longest was that 82-yarder that he busted for the TD. So the Lions will kick it off. They will be going from right to left across your computer screen, leading it by 14, 28 to 14 so far in the ball game. And we're trying to keep a close eye on that Michigan Army game, and right now six and a half left to go in the ball game, and they're still tied up at 14 apiece. Well, that's unbelievable. But we talked about it here with the triple option, Dave, and Army is running that as well, and they do it to perfection. And I, I can't wait to see a little bit of the highlights of that game. I'm sure there are some blown assignments on the defensive side of the ball. I tend to just stay away from <laughs> highlights of Michigan. First of all, there's no such thing. <laughs> Secondly, you know, as, as much as I can stay away from the maize and blue, the best. <laughs> You're saying that to a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> <laughs> so Dufresne will kick it off, and back set to return is going to be Monteleone, and he takes it in at the 10 to the 15 to the 20, cuts it right up the middle across the 25, and he's going to be dropped down at the 20. 29-yard line, 19-yard return, first and 10 for Geneva, down by two touchdowns here in the beginning of the third quarter. Our thanks to Dr. James Williams for stopping up here at halftime. Well, here we go. First possession of the third quarter coming out of halftime in every sport. You know, basketball, we say the third quarter is big. Here we go. See if the defense can get three and out and let the offense go down and score. And let's see, it will be Luptak and a quarterback. Luptak with Lowry right behind him. Lowry with those 126 yards rushing in the first half. And the handoff goes fumble. to Lowry. Lowry fumbled it, and the ball is loose on the turf, and it will go right back to the Golden Tornadoes. It was jumped on by Luptak after he coughed it up. So it will be no gain. They'll put him right back at the original line of scrimmage. Ball at the 29-yard line, second and ten. I believe they got a backup quarterback in there, number three. No, that's Luptak. Is it Luptak? That's Luptak. Okay. He pulled that ball out. He was looking to follow Justin there, Dave. And he had room, fortunately, for the lines. That ball went on the deck there, and we almost recovered it. Lowry still in the backfield. Sentafani is out to the left-hand side. Now he'll move in motion to the near side. Hand off to Lowry. Lowry is going to struggle forward for about a yard, and that's it on the play. Tackle for the Lions coming up from his free safety position, Peyton Lugers out of Goshen. He's made a couple of nice tackles here this afternoon at that free safety spot. Yes, he has. He's had a heck of a game, not letting anybody get down deep on him, you know, and that's big for him. He's got a tough role to play because with this triple option, he has to get downfield as well and make that tackle. We haven't even talked a lot about Speakman and Peyton Williams in the defensive backfield. They're the only two remaining players from last year's team. Well, that shows you then the front four from the Lions are doing a great job. Fake handoff. Now Leptak is going to pitch it out around the right-hand side to Centifani. Centifani is going to hit at the 35-yard line, and he'll be dropped right there. 
Good job by the D. They'll be forced to punt here. Five-yard gain, ball out to the 36-yard line. It'll bring up fourth down and three. A little bit of indecision over there for Geneva. They're not quite sure. They hesitate. You can see they don't have any pep in their step. So that was a big series by the Lions right there to get the three and out. Ohio State now leading Cincinnati 42 to nothing. You know, I expected Ohio State to win that game, but not by this margin. Me as well, Dave. I was hoping the Bearcats would go up there and do something for Luke Fickle, you know, returning home. So back set to return this punt from Luke Lloyd will be Troy Speakman, and he was Mr. Touchdown a year ago. Well, let's see him take one to the house right now. That'd be awesome. Ball. Uh High snap goes over the head of Lloyd back inside the 10, and Lloyd is just going to stand around, and now he picks it up, and he's going to be dropped at the 7. The high snap, Lloyd had to go back and pick it up, and he was finally tackled back at the 7-yard line by Gavin Edmondson. Just what you want coming out of halftime. Coach Hop gets a 3 and out, and now his offense finds himself on the 7-yard line knocking on the door. Boy, they could really put a nail in this coffin with a touchdown here. Took the words right out of my mouth. I wanted to say it, but as a former coach, I don't want to jinx this. <laughs> well, and with this option, the triple option, Bear, I mean, you really can't expect to come back from a big margin. You are correct, Dave. You can't, but, the, you know, unfortunately, I've had that uh, ability to coach against a team that runs it called Cole Rain, and they were pretty good at it. Tommy to the right of Tomlin. First and goal for the Lions at the... Geneva seven yard line. Tomlin rolls out to the right, looks into the end zone, and he's going to flip it Roll up and just threw it right out of bounds. Tried to go to Nick Murphy. He may have chased Panky over the middle, open there, but he couldn't find him and ended up just throwing it over the head of Murphy and out of bounds. Yeah, he definitely had him open, but you know, there's your senior leader on the offensive side. He didn't force anything. He's now 15 for 21 on the seven, first and goal. He throws it away. Great decision. Second down goal from the seven of Geneva. Tomlin with Tommy right behind him. Handoff goes to Tommy. Tommy right up the middle inside the five to the three to the two. He is short of the goal line by about a foot. I was just thinking, Dave, you know, Geneva, the whole game has been bringing their backers. They have no discipline there. Once again, they brought him, and the Mountain did a great job putting a hat on a hat and giving him a seam. So it'll be third and goal for the Lions from about the one-foot line of Geneva. Tomey is into the ball game at running back along with Williamson, and now a an official timeout is called from one of the back judges. He's going to come in and talk to the head linesman, and now goes to the head referee. Not sure what this would be about. The play clocks are back working, but now maybe they're not. <laughs> they keep... Now they want the game clock reset to 12.03. That's correct. It's right at 12.23. They must have stopped it prematurely there. Well, but nonetheless here, Dave, we're, we're knocking on the door. we got to punch this in. Tommy is going to be the up back. Williamson, the eye back. And they've got Earls in the ball game. And he they're running a triple eye formation. And they, now the official... Takes a timeout yeah. again. We got clock issues. They were not running the clock there. The, ball, the clock should have been running. And, uh... Well, I thought he signaled ready. He, he definitely signaled ready, <laughs> but we did. I was watching, Dave. We did not run the clock until after the ball was snapped. There we go. Now the clock is at 12 minutes and running on the ready. So again, the Lions. Have Cole Earls as the fullback. Tommy in the center of that triple I formation. 
And Williamson is the eye back. Right behind Tomlin. Fumble. Fumbled the snap from center, and he's going to fall on it at the three. Well, well, this is no excuse, Bear, but Tomlin is not used to being under center. No, that's not an excuse, but I'm going to you know, go out here on a limb, man. When you have that clock issue, they were ready to go twice, and yeah. he pulled them away from the line of scrimmage. That's momentum, and uh, that hurts the Lions right there. They're going to make a field goal attempt here. Yeah, that's a big, big play for Geneva, even though they didn't have to make it. Absolutely. But Dufresne is going to come in and attempt a field goal. It'll be a 20-yarder as they'll spot the ball at the 10-yard line. 11-15 and running left to go. In this third quarter. Good high snap from center. Oh, Dufresne puts it up, it. Oh, and it is it. good. He drilled it just inside the left upright. 11.03 left to go in this third quarter. It's now the Lions 31, Geneva 14. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, the Lions lead at 31 to 14, and Dufresne will kick it off, and it's taken in by Monteleone, and Monteleone takes it across the 20, out to the 25, to the 27-yard line, a return of 17 yards, and first and 10 for Geneva, down now, 31-14. Two big turnovers, uh, the Mount capitalized there, Dave. They got 10 points. I still would like to see this get a touchdown there. We were out of rhythm as you and I talked in the break there of uh, being on that... Uh, four or five yard line or wherever we were at and we just lost a little momentum 10.57 left to go in this third quarter and you would think it's imperative for Geneva to get something out of this drive absolutely they got to go down and get some kind of score Lowry with Monteleone in motion gets the handoff and the quarterback's going to keep it and that is Cervoni and Cervoni takes it around the right hand side across the 30 out to the 31 yard line for a gain of four on the play second and six Good read by him. Again, the Mount has her four linemen widened out, probably in a three technique or wider. So the middle of that uh, O-line is wide open. He just has to read it properly. And there he did and gained about six. Well, we didn't anticipate Gino DeMarco to alternate quarterbacks the way he has done. Cervoni got one series in that first half, and now he's back in here in the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah, I'm not so, so certain why that is. I'm looking over on their sideline, and I can't find... Uh, Cervoni, Cervoni, fake handoff. He's going to keep it around the left-hand side, keep it himself, and he's going to be dropped back at the 30-yard line by the Lions on the play. Gavin Brennan out of Richmond, Virginia. Big play by Gavin right there. We talked about it in the first half, Dave, in the triple option offense. If you can get him at third, six, third, and seven, that's a tough decision now by your quarterback on what to do. 
Brennan, 220-pound, 6'3", junior. We'll see if the Lions bring a blitz here and force them to go outside because they haven't gotten much going east and west and been able to turn that corner. Third down and six yards to go. Ball back at the 31-yard line. Cervoni, the quarterback, under center with Lowry right behind him. Coming off the edge. And Cervoni hands it Just right off to Lowry, wanted. right up the middle, and he's going to be hit and dropped immediately by Brennan again and Alvin Burke in the middle of that Lions defensive line. Just what you wanted. The mount brought Fisher off the edge, I believe, and he did a great job, and they had no choice. The read by the quarterback was the handoff. Julius Fisher coming from his weak outside linebacker position from St. Mary's Memorial High School. Gain of just a yard in the play, fourth and five, and... Geneva will punt the football away. Troy Speakman back set to return, and the jitterbug, Beecham, is going to be his blocking back. Well, you don't want to punt the ball short if Beachman no. is going to be the short guy. Well, let's just hope one of them gets it clean and can return this thing and put that nail in the coffin. And the punt, high punt. He's got room. Speakman, it's returnable at the 25-yard line. Cuts it to the left side to the 30, and he's going to be brought down at the 35-yard line. We got a flag and there's a down. flag down. I think they're going to get one of the men downfield for Geneva for unsportsmanlike or unnecessary roughness. Looked like Nate Russo. Let's see if he calls a hold here, though. That came from the judge on the far side, and the, the referee right in front of it called nothing. Let's see. Going to be unnecessary roughness. Yep, that's going to be against number 43, Nate Russo. As he really... Went into the Lions. Looked like Noah Abel. 42-yard punt on the play. And I guess they're going to call that against the Lions, Yeah, they, they called it against us, wow. but I didn't hear the number. And I didn't see anything, Dave. That's why that surprises me. Yeah, that, that's a... That's a shock. It looked like it was 43 for Geneva that did it, but evidently it was Noah Abel for the Lions that did it. 8.38 left to go. Lions all the way, set back all the way to their own 16-yard line. Up 31-14. Tomlin Get rid of to it. the left, throws the ball, and it's going to be batted down and knocked away on the play on a blitz coming in from the left side by the linebacker, Dakota Allen. Yeah, Dakota Allen did a great job. He came in unblocked. He held his ground, got his hands up. I don't think the Lions saw it to make the adjustment. So now they're not only bringing the middle linebackers, they're starting to come off the outside edge. they got to try and do something. That's just the sixth incompletion today in 21 attempts by Chayton Tomlin. Tomlin with Tommy to his left. Drops straight back on second and ten from the 16th. Cuts it up the, the middle, middle. Throws it over the middle, and it is going to be caught and then dropped by Chase Samples. He had it. The ball was thrown just a little bit behind him. He got it in his hands but couldn't bring it in. Third down and ten. That's the first throw today I saw Tomlin not decisive in where he wanted to throw it. He had two guys in the area, so somebody must have blown a route there, Dave. So it'll be third down, ten yards to go. Tomlin, 15 of 23, passing for 210 yards. 8.26 remaining in the third quarter. Tomlin with... Michael Williamson now just to the right of him. Ball in the center of the field. Trips out to the right side. Tomlin drops back. He's going to throw the fade to the right side. He's got the receiver. It's complete at the 40. 35-30 and brought down inside the 25. Down to the 21-yard line. Got to look and see who that was out there. Cooper Earls. Cooper Earls, number 17 with the reception. Great ball by Tomlin. 
Boy, he laid that right out there, and Earls beat the defensive back on the right side, Gary Weaver, for the completion. All the way down to the Geneva 20-yard line. Eight minutes, ten seconds, and running. Williamson to the left of Tomlin, ball on the far hash mark. Trips out to the near side for the Lions. Here Dropping comes the back blitz. is Tomlin. Tomlin, they pick up the blitz. Now he's going to roll out to the right. Then he's going to be hit and dropped at the 26-yard line for the, a sack. little confused about Geneva's defense right now. First play down here, they bring an outside backer, put us in second 10. Then they sit back and, and let Tomlin pick them apart. This quarterback, you cannot let him do that. There they brought pressure, and look what happened to loss. Dakota Allen coming up with the... Sack on the play. Now Earls is going to leave the ball game. Chase Pankey back in. Paul Miner is checked back into the ball game. Nick Murphy wide left. Beecham is slot left. Miner's going to line up at the wing left. We said Pankey out wide to the right hand side. Williamson right behind Tomlin out of the screen. Out of the pistol. He's going to roll yep. out to the left. Brought Tomlin's the going to be hit again. They brought the blitz and brought him down at the 35. Yep, that's what they need to do to stop this offense. That's the only way they're getting to Tomlin. You know, you bring more than the offensive line can handle and look at the results twice in a row. There's a third and long here. Well, that might be the reason they've got Williamson in there, too, because yep. he did such a good job a year ago of picking up blitzes and blocking for Tomlin in the last four games. Yep. A good. You know, they made a great play. You can always second guess when you sit back and watch it. A screen there would have been great or a draw or something of that nature or swing pass, but right now we've got to fight to get this back down to third and ten and then make a decision whether we're going to kick a field goal or go for it. It's third down, 24 yards to go from the 34-yard line. They need to get inside the ten. Receivers out wide on both sides. Beecham slot left. Panky slot right. Murphy is wide left, and now we got it's going to be a delay game. of game. Boy, oh boy. Yep. What did we say at halftime about the mistakes? Well, now they're starting to <laughs> compile here in the third quarter by yep. both teams. Yes, they are. You know, uh, maybe they all put their best out there on the line the first half, but you're right, a ton of mistakes the second half. Now it's third down, 29 yards to go back to the 39. And clock's running right now. The play clock is running. I'm not so 20. sure they're setting that ball a little quicker. Trips out to the far side. Beecham in the slot to the right. Panky. Near side. There's the blitz. Dropping Good back. screen call. There he goes. Pass to Williamson to the 35, to the 30. Cuts to the right side, to the 25. Breaks a tackle inside the 25. He's going to be brought down at the 22. So he got half of it back down to the 22. It, now it's going to be a hold against the Lions. A flag down in the middle of the field. And Chayton Tomlin knew it right away. Yes, he did. That was a great call. Great call. You knew they were going to bring the blitz. But if you're Geneva, do you accept this penalty? Or they're still going to be third, fourth down and about... Let's see, they gotta get inside the 10, and right. where are they spotting the football? At the At 22. The, the 32. And so it would be fourth down and call it 22 yards to go, but they're gonna go ahead and take the penalty. Yeah, they, they gotta take that, Dave, otherwise the ball's down there where you said at the 22, and, and the Mount would go for it. And here you take them out of any kind of consideration of going for it on fourth and 11 or 12. Puts it back to the 42 yard line and brings up third down and 32 yards to go. You know, I hate to say it, you know, obviously I'm partial to the Lions, but Geneva does not have an answer for this offense. You know, they blitzed, the Lions did a great job there. Here you're going to sit back because it's long. He might pick them apart and get another 20 yards. Beecham in motion. He's going to get the little shovel pass inside. He cuts it to the right side, inside, down to the 42-yard line. No gain. Geneva smelled it out immediately and stopped him for no gain. It'll bring up fourth down and 32 yards to go. And coming in to punt the football away will be Max Suchomsky. That's a great series right there for Geneva. They had to do something. 
and they did a great job. But again, they went back to all the blitzing, and you know, as, as the offensive coordinator, you're going to sit back this series on the bench and say, "Hey, they're going to bring the house every time." That's the only way they've stopped us. Tyler Can is into return this punt. Back set at about his own 10-yard line. All at the 42 on fourth and 32, and punting it away. Chomsky gets a high short kick, but takes a mount bounce inside the 25, <laughs> down to the 20, to the 19-yard line. Yeah, he's going to be a 23-yard <laughs> punt. Ugly as all get out, but it still is convenient. Yeah, he was holding that ball like the NFL guys do, and I can talk a little bit about this because I coach punters. He was trying to get that nose to hit down there just right so he could stick it and bounce back, but the young man being a freshman may want to master kicking the ball inside the 10 first, you know, and freshman, I'm sure he's nervous. We'll give him credit where credit's due at the end. The result is inside the 20, wasn't it? Fast moving third quarter, five minutes to go, and at 31-14, Lions on top. Lowry with 126 yards rushing at halftime is in the ball game at the tailback position. And Lupak is back into the ball game at quarterback and he gets the ball, Lowry does, and he takes it off left guard up to the 20 yard line. Gain of about five on the play brings up second down, five yards to go. Lowry has been the stalwart this afternoon. 15 carries, 129 yards. Wow. Now make it 134 yards on 16 carries. He's a workhorse, there's no doubt. And when you run the triple option, you got to have a guy like that in the middle. Six-footer, 185-pound fullback coming at you with momentum is hard to tackle. Second down, five yards to go. Luptak, he's going to keep it around the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up by Nate Stone and driven right back at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Nice play by Nate Stone coming up from the left outside linebacker position to stand up Luptak and drive him back. Nate's had a heck of a game, Dave. He's he's really done a great job reading what's going on in the triple option, but not only reading it, he fills and gets guys off of him and gets to the ball carrier. Luptak runs over to get the play call and then comes back out to the huddle. Delivers it to the team, and they break the huddle and come back up to the line. It's third down. Call it two yards, maybe three yards to go. Lowry with Leptak under center. Out of the triple option. Hand off to Lowry, and Leptak's going to keep it off the right-hand side after the fake handoff across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. He's got the first down on after a gain of four. That's what makes it so hard to defend this option. He put that ball in the belly of Justin Lowry and pulled it out as he saw the end crash and got the first down. Yeah, what's... That's why we talked about at the beginning of the game on the pregame show, Barrett, that this is when you want to face a triple option team. If you've got yes. to go two or three games in the Heartland seeing everybody pass and then face this team, it's going to be doubly tough. Absolutely. So first down and 10 from the Geneva 27-yard line. Leptak's going to drop back the pass. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is complete to Monteleone at the 42 to the 45-yard line, and that's exactly what Tyler Hopperton talked about earlier this week. Complete out to the 47 15-yard completion and a first down for Geneva. He said you've got to be awake if you're a defensive back. You can't let these receivers just run alone by themselves because yes. they'll pop that pass, and that's yes. what they did. They haven't thrown many here today, but, boy, they were fishing on that one. Uh, you know, the DB just got a little nosy in there, thought it was a run, and before you know it, he was getting beat for about a 15, 20-yard gain. Luptak just one for two passing today. That's unbelievable in this day and age of football. First down and 10 from the 48-yard line in Geneva Territory. Luptak fumbled the football, got it back, though, and he's going to take it right behind his center up to the midfield stripe 
and be stopped there after a two-yard gain. Well, you better have nerves of steel as a coach doing the triple option just for that reason right there. That's the third time today I've seen it. He Luptak almost fumbled that ball. If Trey Weiler, the center for Geneva, hadn't been doing his job, the Mount would have the football right now. But he did his job and gave the time to Luptak to be able to regain control of that football. Let's see if we get a little nosy in here with our linebackers and try and make it third and long. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the 49-yard line oh, of the Luptak's going to throw. He's going to roll it out to the right-hand side, flips it out into the flat, and it is incomplete through the hands of Monteleone. You know, Dave, you, you got to love the triple option if you're good at it, but right there, Luptak did not look comfortable rolling and throwing to his right at all. I mean, he underthrew that ball. So it'll be third down, eight yards to go for the Golden Tornadoes. Again, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to bring a little linebacker or two here in the A-gap and force Lovetack to pull the ball and try and go east and west more than he can go north and south. You sure don't want Lowry going north and south. 145 remaining to go in this third quarter. 31-14, Lions on top of it. Again, receivers now out wide. They've got trips out to the left. Now drolling out to the left-hand side. Just keeps Lovetack, he's going to throw the ball picked. deep. It's DeMontaleone, oh. and he caught the ball at the 14-yard line before he's knocked out of bounds by Troy Speakman at the 13-yard line. That ball was in the air for a long time. I don't know what our safeties were doing on that one. They played great all day, and for some reason, they just ignored him out of the backfield right down the sideline. And again, we said that's what Hop thought. You just got to stay awake if you're a DB because sooner or later they'll start throwing the football. Yes, especially when you're down 31 to 14. Minute 20 and running. Geneva with the football down inside Mount Territory to the 13 yard line. First and goal, first and 10, excuse me, for Geneva. Luptak is going to keep it up behind left guard, takes it inside the 10, down to the 8. Gain of 5 yards on the play for Luptak brings up second down, 5 yards to go. If you look out there, Dave, you can see the defense is tired. They've been on the field for a while here. It's hard to bring down those big, heavy fullbacks like Justin. But Justin does a great job blocking. Love tack with a great read. Ball resting at the 8-yard line of the mount. We're under a minute. 44 seconds left to go in this third quarter. Lions lead it by 17-31-14. Lowry lines up at the tailback position behind Leptak. Leptak, handoff. Now he keeps it around the left side. He's going to take it inside the five, down to the three. He's close to a first down. Matter of fact, he's got the first down after a gain of five. So it's first and goal for the Golden Tornadoes. 26 seconds left to go and running in this third quarter. Ball at the three-yard line of the mount. This is a very important drive. For the Tornadoes. Yes, it is. They've got to have some form of score. And if we don't stop them here, they're going to put it in the end zone. Well, we're down to eight seconds to go in this third quarter. Let's see if they decide to run a play here at the end of the third. Three seconds, two seconds, and they just get it off. And Luptak keeps it. He's going to take it near the goal line. But he's going to be stopped shy by about a football length of the goal line. And that will end the third quarter of play. We've played three. Here in the opening game of the year from Schuller Field, I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. It's Mount St. Joseph 31, Geneva 14. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, 
or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together, and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Well, as we enter the fourth and final quarter of play here from Schuler Field in this opening game of the 2019 season, the Lions lead at 31-14. And they have got themselves backed up in their old goal line. Geneva with it. Second down, goal to go from the one-foot line of the mount. Luptak now going from right to left. He's going to take it on the quarterback keeper, and he is in for the score. Fourteen. Just five seconds have elapsed, and it's 31-20. to 20. That was a good drive right there by Geneva. The, the Tornadoes stuck to their guns there. They used their fullback wisely, giving him the ball at times, and other times having Lovetak just following right up in the middle of the, the line, and nobody's there to defend. Nordcat, Nordass will come in to attempt the extra point. Lions leading it by 11, and we said that it, that was a very important drive for Geneva to get back into this thing. Now they've got a whole quarter. And they could be down by 10 if Nordas oh. a fumble on the snap, and it is going to be dropped on immediately by the holder, Luke Kadlecic. And it is no good. He just bobbled the snap and ended up just falling on the football. 14.55 remaining to go in the ballgame. It's now Mount St. Joseph 31, Geneva 20. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics. Our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means Means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative Pico Way laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. 14.55 remaining to go in this football game, and the Lions now lead it by 11, 31-20. Geneva coming away with a score to open up this fourth quarter of play. Now the Lions will get the kickoff from Nordass. Speakman and Beecham are back to return for the Lions. Nordass will kick it away from his 35-yard line. Gets a high end-over-end kick that Speakman's going to take in at the 9. He's going to cut it to the right-hand side, the near side, to the 15, to the 20. Picks up a block, takes it to the 30, and he's going to be dropped down at the 31-yard line. Return of 21 yards on the return. And the Lions are setting up shop first and 10, up by 11 at their own 30-yard line. We've got an answer here, Dave. You know, we've had two opportunities uh, being on the other side of the 50 in uh, the Tornadoes territory there, and we came away with just three points. We've got to have an answer here. We've got to use a little bit of clock. The defense is getting worn out. 
Lions going from left to right across your computer screen. Beautiful day now has turned up in Cincinnati, Ohio. The clouds have moved out, and we've got bright sunshine on the field. Tomlin with Williamson behind him. Hand off to Williamson. Right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up, and he barely gets back to the line. Maybe lost a yard on the play. Boy, they stuffed up the middle of that defensive yes, line. Yes, they did. Williamson's going to come out. It seems when he's in the game, it's almost like Geneva knows we're going to give him the ball. You know, you'd like to see every now and then on first down, we'll play action and see what we can do. Noah Freeman with the tackle for Geneva out of Sarver, Pennsylvania. Now empty backfield. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Three receivers out wide to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to his left. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Trying to put the football into the hands of Jake Ayler. But Ayler just couldn't hang on to it, and it brings up third down and 11. Yeah, we need, needed Jake to hold on to that. was another good ball by Tomlin. It was right there. You know, he's not going to gain much, but he gets back five, six yards, and that gives you a, a doable third and about seven at that point. But uh, here's a big down right here. Sophomore Austin Brock slot right. Chase Panky out wide to the right, the near side, dropping back Tomlin out of the shotgun. He's going to throw it out to the right side. Complete. Goes to Beecham. Beecham at the 40. He's got the first down. Cuts oh. to the right and then cuts up field and gets hit and is brought down at the 45-yard line. First down for the Lions after a 17-yard reception by Beecham. Great throw. Great catch. You know, he's a little shifty running back when he catches that ball. And he came back two or three yards behind that first down marker and then uh, got hit and picked up another five. Can you imagine this kid on the wrestling mat trying to go for his legs. <laughs> no. I mean, he could just jitter you right out, turn around, and you down. Yes. He'll first, be something special. First and ten for the Lions at their own 45. Tomlin, hand off to Williamson, right up the middle, takes it to the 45, and he'll be dropped at the 46 after a yard gain. I don't know, Dave. In my mind, there's no doubt that the Mount can throw the ball on this team all day. But you got to use a little bit of clock right there and keep them honest. You know, you only get a half a yard or so. Now you got to get this other first down and keep the clock running. You know, as you alluded to earlier, the triple option is going to use a lot of time when they get that ball back. Miner lines up wing left. Panky out wide to the right. Beecham slot right. Boy, when you've got those two guys on the right side or either side, a lot of speed. Handoff goes to Williamson around the right side. He's got some green that cuts back, and he's going to be hit right at the line and drop down. Maybe a half-yard gain to the 46-yard line. Still in Mount Territory. Brings up third and nine. I don't know who that was, but I think it was number eight for Geneva. Did a great job filling that gap because he had blockers in front of him, and uh, he came up, made one heck of a tackle. That's Casey now. Out wide left for the Lions is Cooper Earls, number 17. Slot left is Beecham. Out wide right is Panky. On third down nine from the 46-yard line in Mount Territory. Tomlin audibleizing at the line. Takes the snap. Drops straight back. Looks up the right side. He's going to throw it up the right side. Complete to Panky at the 41-yard line of Geneva. And he's got a first down. Great read by Tomlin. He saw he had one-on-one over here. And he signaled to the receiver as they practice all the time, hey, I want you to run a comeback route. And he gets the first down. 14 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions as they keep the clock running. 12-13. Very left com- to go in the game. Very confident with that ability to throw the ball, Dave. Tomlin with the ball at the 41-yard line of Geneva. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williamson, check that. That's Tommy. And Tommy's going to get the handoff around the right side. And Tommy is going to be brought down at the 41-yard line. Loss of about a half yard on the play. And it's second down and a long 11. 
a little confusing on that front line. We had a missed block there. And then, you know, give Geneva credit. They hit the gap and made a nice play there. Again, first down, we ran the ball. We're using clock. Now they'll probably come back to some type of throw because Geneva cannot stop them right now with throwing the ball. Well, you've got two new guys on that offensive line. The first game is going to be used to get rid of the jitterbugs and everything. Tomlin's going to throw the ball deep up the left-hand side. And That's I think, going to be a flag, I think. I think Earls actually went out of bounds. He was shoved out of bounds, but he went out of bounds and then yes. caught the football, so it'll be incomplete. That's well. That ball must have been out of bounds then, because usually that's the illegal touch. If you're the first one to touch it back in bounds. Yeah, he did catch it out of bounds. Okay, so. good. Again, he was open. Hat. Yep, he was open, but third down and 11 yards to go. And now here's the time where you got to look for Beecham. Well, I don't know where they're going to have him out. They got him wide out right, but the, you know, I think Geneva may bring the house like they've done in the past here. So a screen or some type of swing pass may do you justice. Austin Brock, Geneva showing blitz. Now they back off of it. Tomlin rolls out to the Come right. Back. He's going to look upfield, looking got downfield. He's got Beecham, throws the flare up to him, and oh. it goes in and out of the hands of Beecham at the 23 yard line incomplete. But there's a flag thrown upfield, and let's see where that's going to be. As the Lions are standing around looking at the officials and the way that they're reacting, I think it is against Mount St. Joseph. And the holding. Call, holding against the Lions. This is decision time. I know you, you're going to punt this ball, but you got to have a really good punt out of this young man. If you can pin him inside the 10, maybe get it to the 5. Now you force that triple option to use all 11 minutes. And they're still down 11 points. That PAT may come back to haunt them that last one. Well, Suchomsky's been averaging about 25 yards a punt in the air and then another 10 to 15 yards on the roll. So if he gets that, they're going to pin Geneva back. We'd be all right with that, right? We just want the end result to be inside that 10. Ball at the 41, and now Geneva is going to use a timeout. They've got to burn one. 11-14 left to go. We'll just keep it right here for the time being. They only have 10 men on the field. I don't know why you'd call time out there. You know, you're not going to go after the block here. You rough the punter. You give them a first down. You're going to be complacent of getting the ball back. You're down 11. You've got to go the length of the field to score. They burned the timeout. That might hurt them, too. So 11-14 to go. Well, everything happens in the first game of the year. (laughs) I just sat in barbecue sauce. (laughs) You made my day. What makes it worse is you're wearing white shorts. I'm wearing white shorts. Boy, what does this look like? (laughs) We're going to have to keep Uh, you in the booth until we get everybody out of the stadium. Anybody got a towel? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where is that? Turn them inside out. Where's that tide commercial? (laughs) Tide stick. Oh, you can tell it's the first game. Wow. 11-14 to go after the timeout. And the punter punter, is going to be roughing the punter. The official is going to throw the flag. The Lions are going to keep the football. It's going to be taken in at the 17-yard line, but roughing the kicker penalty is going to be called against Gary Weaver of Geneva. I just don't get that, Dave. You just had a great series stopping the Lions. You're down 11. You're getting the first, you're gonna get the ball back. And now you've given them a first down. Yep. And more clock's gonna be run, and they're probably gonna score on you. That's a little demoralizing to the defense when they do a great job and you get that kind of, uh, effort. You gotta be smart decision. there. It's gonna take it all the way down to the 26 yard line. 
I like Geneva, first and ten for the Lions. Sorry about that, Dave. I like to see us play fake here and throw the ball down the middle field and just punch it in the end zone and quit playing around, you know. It's easier said than done when you're up here and nobody's in your ear telling you, hey, we got to do this. So let's see what Caleb does here. Tommy's in the ballgame. Brock, Austin Brock, a sophomore, is out wide to the right-hand side. Earls moves in motion to the left. And the throw pillar is going to be complete to Earls. At the 21-yard line where he's run out of bounds after a six-yard completion. Again, I'm going to say it, and people are going to think I'm crazy listening to me talk. They cannot stop them throwing the ball. No need to keep the run game going and keep them honest. They can't stop you. Not a lot of teams have been able to stop Chayton Tomlin well, over four years. I hope that holds true when we you know, play our next nine games here and, and, and come out like Hop wants to come out it, with that HCAC championship. In my three years of watching... Tomlin play this being the third year. There's been one team that's been able to stop him, and that was Moorhead State last year in game two. Which is expected, correct? Yes. Handoff around the left-hand side by the Lions. And that is Elijah Bug. Elijah Bug from Elyria, Oberlin High School. Takes it down two yards to the 20-yard line. Just thinking, Elijah Bug comes down here from Oberlin. Well, you got to wonder what the Oberlin coaches were thinking by letting him out of town. I don't know, but we thank him. Yeah, he did a pretty good job there. Now Tomlin takes the snap. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped all nice the way play. back to the 27-yard line. That's number 57. That was a great play by him. I don't know if that was a blown assignment. It almost looked like the linemen were stepping right, thinking Tomlin was going to roll right, but he didn't get there quick enough, so... Here we go. Big decision, fourth and 11. We punting again. We're going for a field goal. So coming in to attempt the field goal will be Spencer Dufresne. Trying to look here on the stats, to be honest with you, and see how many sacks that is today. As near as I can tell, it's about four against Chayton this afternoon. High snap, but they get it down. Dufresne kicks it up. Get through. It is good. 37-yard attempt by Spencer Dufresne, and the Lions have extended their lead at 34-20 to with 9-10 remaining to go in the ballgame on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover scoreboard. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together, and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today. At 513-748-1538. Monteleone takes the kickoff from Dufresne at about the 20, and he takes it outside the 30 to the 32-yard line, where Geneva will start first and 10. But there is a flag down. I thought there was holding on Geneva. 43 was holding up uh, 
I can't remember the number. It might have been 32 for us. Well, in double overtime, it's not over yet. But Michigan has just taken a 24-21 lead. Oh, my. In double overtime. Cincinnati lost to Ohio State this afternoon, 42 to nothing. Iowa beat Rutgers 30 to nothing. What are they calling here? They're coming over to talk to Coach Hopperton. Are they going to call this one on us as well? I hope not. If they do, that's just not very good officiating, Dave. I was watching that the whole time pan out in 43, and uh, I believe it was Sullivan was in the mix up there. Well, it is against Geneva. The Mount will... I think what Coach Hopperton is saying is that one of their blockers grabbed our defender and just tackled him and brought him down. I'm confused there because they declined it. I'm sure, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I think that entire scenario just was confusing. 32-yard line, that's where Geneva starts. And they fake handoff, and rolling out to the left is Leptak, and he's going to throw it upfield, complete to Monteleone at the 45-yard line, a gain of 12 on the reception and a first down for Geneva. Lions now playing the prevent defense. Yes, they are. That was, you know, they'll give everything underneath right now as long as that clock runs. You know, you're up two scores, and you know the triple option, and they got to come out of it a little bit. It, they, they might come off that left edge of the defense because he's a right-handed thrower, so they might put more pressure on him there. But they'll be very, very conservative. Luptak, first and ten from his own 45-yard line. This is going to be an illegal man downfield unless they run the ball. With Lowry right behind him, and the handoff goes to Lowry right up the middle, and he takes it out to midfield, gain of five on the play, brings up second down, five yards to go. Center with 4.55 remaining in the third quarter, leading Hanover 42-24, and Worcester, a final, has defeated Bluffton 31-6. to The Fighting Scots, again, have another good team. It's a pretty good game by them getting off the opening day 31-6. to They've got an outstanding receiver there that I've known since he was a little kid. Oh, boy. Nick Strasbaugh. What an athlete that kid is. Plays baseball, too. Dropping back Luptak. Luptak's going to throw it up the Turn left side, it. and it is incomplete. Thrown way over the head on the play to the outside receiver, Alex Parker. Great you coverage. Don't, you don't get to call their names very often at the receiver spots <laughs> for Geneva, so when you get to, you take advantage of it. He's a 6'3", senior, 215. I'll bet, Bear, Alex Parker in his four years at Geneva has not been targeted <laughs> ten times. I bet you're probably right there. And you can see that, you know, there's he overthrew him by a good five to ten yards, so it's, it's something you don't practice when you run the triple option. Third down, five yards to go. Lowry behind Luptak. Ball right at midfield. Luptak hands it off to Lowry right up the middle, and he's going to take it across inside the 45-yard line down to the 44, a gain of six and a first down for Geneva. And the mound is complacent giving that first down up because the clock is going to continue to run here. You know, you continue to talk about how Geneva can't stop the Mount's passing game. Here's the problem with the triple option. You can't practice against a passing team because you really don't have anybody that no. can throw the football successfully in practice. Right, right. You can't simulate that throw. You're absolutely correct. Luptak under center on first and ten from the 44 of the Mount. Drops back off the fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it is incomplete. Again... Over the head of the intended receiver, David Davidson Kalikstie. 
that did a great job on that one. I'm glad you had to announce that one, partner, not me. You can you can see. I think Geneva. The one takeaway from this game is they're going to see that they need to throw the ball more than once or twice in the first half to get the defense off of them up front. If you do that and have one or two successful throws, now they have that in the back of their head. Hey, they can throw the ball. I only got that name right because it's 40 hours of watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Second down, 10 yards to go from the 44. Luptak, he's going to keep it around the right-hand side. On the 40 to the 35, 30, cuts back to the middle of the field. 25, 20, cuts outside to the 15, to the 10, trying to outrun Speakman, dives to the corner of the end zone, and Luptak is in for the score. And just like that, Luptak strikes, and Geneva's right back in it. 44-yard scamper by Luptak, and it's now 34-26, and a lot of time remaining, 6.56 remaining. Should be going for two here. They're down by eight right now. See, they're going to try this PAT after Bob won one. Well, that would draw them within seven. Yep. If you got to have a lot of confidence in this, though. Yep. Nordass will attempt the extra point. This time, good there snap, go. good hold, kick is up, and the kick is good. 6.56 remaining to go in this ball game, and your score on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover Scoreboard, the Lions 34, Geneva 27. But now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we can support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Troy Speakman returns the kickoff back to the 25-yard line where he is down right there by Geneva, but the Golden Tornadoes are back in this thing with 6.50 remaining to go, and it's 34-27 Lions. They're going to put the ball right at the 27-yard, no, right at the 25. Big series here today. we got to answer somehow whether it's by points or by moving the chains. Geneva used a timeout in that last series to, to only come out with a roughing the punter and, uh, you know, giving the uh, Lions another opportunity to score points. Tomlin, handoff right up the middle. It goes to Williamson, then he cut it outside to the 25-yard line. No gain, second and ten. 200, excuse me, 345 yards in total offense, 90% of it on the ground for Geneva. 327 yards in total offense. 
and 90% of it through the air. <laughs> Two different offenses. Tomlin, second down 10 from his own 25. Fake handoff to Williamson, drops straight back. He's now cuts out to the left-hand side. A lot of green, cuts it back inside to the 30 and brought down right at the 30. Gain of five for Chayton, and it brings up third down, five yards to go. I know I haven't been charting it, but usually on third down, Geneva's bringing both inside linebackers. <clears throat> Not so sure if we can get outside, it'd be big, or throw a screen here. Nick Murphy and Chase Samples into the ball game. Chase Pankey out wide right. Murphy slot right. Beecham is slot left. Ball on the far hash mark. Samples out wide left. Tomlin on third and five. Play clock down to ten. Plenty of time. Tomlin looking over the defense. On third down, five yards to go for the Lions. Here they come. Dropping Here back they Tomlin. Come. Throws over and the middle. Pay the price. Beecham. And Beecham got his elbow down Ooh. on the ground or he would have been gone. At the 36, make it the 37-yard line, gain of six on the completion, and a first down for the Lions. Third and five, Dave, and, and Geneva chose to bring all linebackers. Obviously, when they pick you up just enough, you give a man time, he's going to pick you apart, and Tomlin did just that. Clock continues to run, 520. Lions off next week, back here at Schuler Field in two weeks against Anderson, and that is a non-conference game. Dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw it out into the nice. flat. And it is complete on the play to Williamson. And Williamson stays in bounds at the 37-yard line. No gain on the play, but still the clock will continue to run. It brings up second down and 10 yards to go. Good safe pass, almost like running a sweep. You get it into a guy you want the ball to be in his hands, and that's Williamson. He does a nice job staying in bounds. We'd like to see him get about two or three more there, but not bad. Big thing is he stayed inbounds. Absolutely. Clock's running. Like I said, that timeout may come to haunt Geneva if we can get another first down or two. Beecham slot left. He's been the favorite receiver of Tomlin today. Second come, down, 10. Play clock again. down at 8. Dropping back Tomlin after the snap. He's going to throw the up the right side. He's got Earl's completed to 30. To the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and drug down at the 4. Cooper Earls with another big reception here this afternoon, and he takes it down to the four-yard line. Dave, you've got to compliment the old line. We talked about them losing a little bit of chemistry there, but they have done a great job blocking up front. They picked up the both linebackers blitzing and gave him plenty of time. 421 remaining. Now the clock will start to run. 34-27 Lions. First down goal from the three-yard line of Geneva. Trevor Tomey into the ball game now. He will be to the left of Tomlin, out of the pistol. Earl's into the game at the wing formation. Now the throw oh. over the middle. It is incomplete and almost it caught. It was off. batted down by Earl's. Earl's almost caught the ball. It was batted down at the line of scrimmage, popped up in the air, and Earls almost came down with it in the end zone. Very fortunate that didn't get picked. I'm very surprised at that call. I bet they don't do that again. That's not Cooper <laughs> Earls. That was Cole Earls. Excuse me. Cole Earls at the fullback position. 3.58 remaining. Tommy on second and goal from the two-and-a-half-yard line. Now Tomlin's under center. Cole Earls is at the fullback position. Hand off to Tommy Off the right-hand side behind Earls. Takes it down to the That's exactly what you want to do two. here. Let the clock run. Get some points here one way or another. 3.46. Geneva has two timeouts left. It'll be third down and goal. And Geneva 
just brought in a condominium <laughs> at nose tackle, Alonzo Regna. Well, he's six two, three hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> that is a big man, but I can guarantee you they may not run at him. Triple I formation. Earl's the up back. Tommy, then Williamson. The Fake boot handoff. Pass. Bootleg thrown in the end zone. Minor. Minor, excuse me. Minor with the touchdown score. Great call. You knew they weren't going to go up the middle. Great call there by the coach. Minor wide open in the back of the corner. 3-14 remaining in the ball game, and the Lions now have extended their lead out to 13 at 40-27. to Just what you want, Dave. The offense to answer after they give up, the defense gives up a big play on that triple option to uh, Lubtak. Good job by the offense. Used a lot of time there, three or four minutes, I believe. And you put seven points on the board. Dufresne kicks the extra point up and through. 3-14 remaining to go in the ballgame. Your score. Now Mount St. Joseph 41, Geneva 27. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Santafani will take the kickoff from Dufresne. He takes it up the middle from the goal line across the 10 and then is drugged down at the 11. Nice tackle by Austin Brock, the sophomore. That was a great kick right there. He put that, that ball drifted inside to one. He was probably better off letting that go in the end zone on the fly and got the touchback, but uh, decided to field, field it, and a uh, great job covering the kickoff by the Lions. Well, they'll spot him at the 12-yard line. Well, here's where you'll sit back a little bit and get conservative. You know, your linebackers won't fill as hard. You'll say, hey, if you're going to try and beat us, you're going to have to put the ball in the air, but your fullback can have five or eight yards to pop. Well, now Geneva is going to go to the shotgun. Luptak moves out of the shotgun, drops back, throws there it, it out to the left-hand side, and it is complete on the left-hand side and out of bounds immediately thrown to Luke Katalichik. Still doesn't hurt the defense. You can let him have seven or eight yards in front of you. like to keep him in, but you know what? You're going to force this young quarterback for uh, the Geneva Tornadoes to throw the ball, which he's not comfortable doing. So hopefully we can bring a little bit of pressure here and there now and then. Ball was at the 13. Now it's out to the 19-yard line. Seven yards on the reception. Make it the 12 out to the 19. Dropping back. Luptak. Luptak. Now steps up into the pocket. Rolls out to the right. He's going to keep it across the 20. 25. He's got the first down to the 30. 35. He's going to be hit and dropped. Oh, what a hit. Big, big hit by Peyton Williams. Boy, he came up and lowered the boom yeah. on Luptak. Yes, he did. And the best thing is here, the clock's going to keep running. And now you just got to play good D and keep everything in front of you and don't take any crazy risk. Ball out to the 36-yard line after the first down run by Luptak. 
He's going to drop straight back out of the There's shotgun. There's a hole in the middle. And he's going to be hit and dropped again on the sack by Noah Hammond. Out of Brookville, the 6'4 sophomore came in and lowered the boom. That's two straight plays. Luptak has been hammered. Is that J.J. Courtney, number 96, who t- you didn't see him in the play, but if you're watching, he took two O-linemen when he rushed, and that probably freed him up to get a sack. I'll tell you, this defensive line, for as much as Geneva has thrown the ball or has run the ball today, they have done an outstanding job. Yes, they have. Luptak on second down after a loss of 12. He's going to throw the ball, and it is incomplete. And he got hit immediately after throwing the football by Julius Fisher. Well, you know, unfortunately, Geneva's in a situation, Dave. they got to throw the ball. When you don't practice it, as we were talking a few series ago, you're putting kids in bad spots. So, uh, you know, Mal can tee off and send a backer here and there, like we just said, and, and that's what they did there, and he took a shot. Third down, 19 yards to go from their own 27. They've got to get outside the 46 to get a first down. Luptak now under center. This is curious. Now he's going to roll to the right. Looks upfield. Pump fake. Now stops. He's going to be hit and dropped again. He never saw that one coming. That might do it. Clock running. again, it was Hammond. Wow. Two big hits in a row. It's going to be fourth down and about 22 yards to go. Ball back at the 25-yard line. Well, we'll see what we do here. They may keep bringing pressure because this young man is not used to throwing the ball or rolling, but they're going to punt the ball away. They're going to punt it away. Well, you got to you gotta tell your guys back deep just to let the ball hit. Tell the linemen don't rush. Just keep your defense on the field, which the Lions are doing. You're getting the ball back. You're going to win the game. If you're Geneva, are you just worried about the point spread? I, <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I, I didn't a, bet on them because I'm not allowed. Well, yeah, I mean, but th- th- this is a case where now the – it's going to be delay a game against Geneva. You're down by two. You're down by 14 points, Bear. Yeah. 41-27. There's a minute 20 to go. If you don't get it, what do you think? The, the Lions are going to try to go for another score, and you lose 48 to 27. Yeah, you're you're 100 correct there, Dave. You got to go for it. You know, I know you're a triple option team, and you've been throwing them all this series, but you got to get something out of that. You're not going to win the game. But I, I'm I'm with you. I disagree with punt. Well, you've got to give yourself an opportunity. Yes. To try to win the game. Yes. Punt by Geneva. High spiral that Speakman backpedals will take it in at his 33 yard line. To go down. Go and down. he's just going to go yep. down at the 30 yard line. Smart One of the play few by times him. You'll see Speakman actually lose yardage on a return. But a very smart play right. by that man. You know, he fumbles the ball, they scoop and score, and now they're back in it. He did it, made a correct decision. So back to the 30, and the Lions will. Probably just taking the bear to me. That's just a curious decision by Gino DeMarco. I mean, you got to put your kids in a position to win, don't you? I, I agree. That's just mind-boggling. You know, you you may not get the first down, but you got to give your kids a chance. And by punting the ball, you're conceding and losing the game, anyways. Let your team have a chance. Throw the ball down the field. You never know. I mean, did they have a dinner date at the Wishbone Tavern, or you know, did well, they have to be there by five? And Tomlin takes the snap, drops back, and he's going to. Take a knee. And they called timeout. That makes no sense. I hope they didn't call timeout, did they? To stop the clock? Well, I think the, I think they actually, the officials are going to say Yeah, that. they, they started it now. Okay, there they, they, they count it as a sack, I guess, and they stop it briefly. That's crazy. So now it'll be second down, 13 yards to go. Tomlin in the victory formation. Lines will go to 1 and 0. This will be their fourth win in a row. Tomlin takes the oh. snap. Goes down. Boy, there's a lot of bad blood right now. Yep. Between both lines. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you get that defeat on the road, that's not a good taste in your mouth anyways. And then to lose the game like this, turnovers definitely cost Geneva. Well, I, think, I think we scored 10 off of that. Gino DeMarco just replaced one condominium with another. <laughs> he took out Reed McCowan, who's 6'2", 300 pounds, yep. with Alonzo Regna, who's 6'2", 320. Those are some big boys up front. And that'll do it. That's the end of your ball game. Your final score in game number one of the season. The Mount St. Joseph Lions 41, Geneva 27. Dan and I will be back to wrap things up from Schuler Field after this timeout. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, a good opening day for the Mount St. Joseph Lions as they win their fourth in a row over a span of two seasons. And they go 1-0 in the beginning of the 2019 conference. And they win it this afternoon by a final score of 41-27 to here this afternoon over Geneva. And, Bear, we would be amiss if we didn't mention at the end of the game Gino DeMarco went out, shook hands with Tyler Hopperton, and then went towards the officials and had some things to say. And now he and Gino DeMarco oh, and Tyler Hopperton... Doesn't even want to talk to him. No, Hop wanted to go talk to him, and DeMarco just shooed him away and didn't want to have anything to say to Hop. Uh, yeah, he did. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there. I know he went after the officials. Tommy Burns was the head official. I, I think he's got a little beef with what was going on in the field, but... You know what? The Mount just played good, solid football. He's got to be disappointed. His team turned the ball over twice, gave him opportunities to come away with points. He's fortunate at the third quarter when we're inside the seven there, or on the seven, I should say, we didn't score a touchdown. But uh, he's got a nice team. But, you know, the thing for Geneva, the, the Tornadoes could not get outside the Mount defense. Everything had to go up the middle of the field. So when you, you, you know, when you got one, dimension of your game going and not the other one, you're not going to have a lot of success. Bear, we knew coming into this game, because of the diametrically opposed offensive philosophies (laughs) that both teams have, that whoever did their job the best was going to win this game. And when you look at what they did, the Mount had 399 yards of total offense, of which 385 of it came from the pass. Meanwhile, you've got Geneva. 
who had 358 yards of total offense, of which 76 yards of it came from the pass. So the Lions did a better job doing their job than Geneva did doing theirs. Correct, correct. And, you know, the other glowing thing for me was Geneva, you know, you, you hate to pinpoint this out, but if you watch the game on film and what I saw here today, their their linebackers did not have a very good game. And I don't know why if they just had a bad game, but every time I looked up, they were blitzing. And, you know, you can't blitz that young man because Tomlin's going to pick you apart. And he did that, and I don't know what his final stats were, but, uh, you know, as we alluded to, he was 15 for 20 coming in in the third quarter. And he'll pick you apart, and then, then when you think you got him, he gets out of your grasp or rolls out, and he gets yardage upfield by running. So, you know, he's a dual threat running and throwing the ball. And for uh, Hop and the Lions, they got to really like that. Well, to answer your question, Tomlin was 25 of 37 today in passing, 385 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions in the ball game. Cooper Earls, here's what happened to the Lions as far as receiving yards are concerned. Eight different men were targeted today by Tomlin. Eight different men caught passes. Leading the way was Cornell Beecham. He had six catches today, Bear, for 81 yards, 41 yards his longest. Then Nick Murphy had four catches today for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Three catches going to Cooper Earls, Chase Samples, Trevor Tomey, all three of them with three catches, two catches to Chase Pankey, and a touchdown, to Paul Miner, two catches, and a touchdown, and Michael Williamson, two catches here this afternoon. So Tomlin did a great job of maneuvering the football around and picking out different receivers. Yes, he did. You know, we, we talked about early on in, in the broadcast that chemistry on that O-line was going to be big for the Lions. They had it today. I don't know how many sacks we gave up, but they did a great job protecting, giving time to pick that secondary apart. But you got to give Geneva credit, too. Their O-line was pounding our defense, but we made plays when we needed to. I know they had a lot of yardage on the ground, but they should because they run the triple option. But, again, they did not get outside. And I think when they go up against a team who, you know, is big of them, as you said, they bring a lot of big hosses in that O-line. If you got a D-line just as big, they're going to be in trouble. So we'll see what Geneva does from here on out. Obviously, when you beat them and being in our region, you hope they continue to go on now and we go 9-1. and one. But, you know, you control what you control, and I think Hop and them will do that. And, you know, they're off next week, and then uh, we'll see what they got, uh, you know, on September 21st. Well, for Geneva passing, Amos Leptak was 4 of 9 in his first start, 76 yards, no touchdown passes. But Leptak also ran the ball 22 times for 113 yards. And 44 yards was his longest. He had two touchdowns. Justin Lowry, 17 carries for 140 yards and 8.2 yards per carry average. His longest was 82, and he had two touchdowns today. As you look into the bye week next week, and then Anderson coming to town in two weeks, Bear, this is going to be a different team defensively against Anderson because of the complexity of the offense that Geneva brought to town today. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. You know, I don't know how big Anderson's O-line will be. You know, we, we caught uh, Geneva at the end having to throw the ball. We could blitz a little bit more, and our quickness showed because the O-line couldn't get and slide to protect the quarterback. Uh, we'll see. I'm excited for him. I think another big stat that's never going to be on the stat sheet, nobody ever sees it unless you're a coach and paying attention, is no big injuries. That's the big thing. And they got an opportunity for Michael Williamson to play yes. today. Yes. But you could tell he was a little hampered by that ankle. Correct, correct. So hopefully a week off will, you know, make him even healthier. You know, but you got subs coming in. That's what you need. People who can step up and they did a great job. 
Geneva falls to 0-1. They've lost eight in a row. The Mount goes to 1-0. They've won four in a row. The Mount will be off next week. Back here to town, September 22nd, against Anderson. Bear and I will be back to wrap things up. Lions win it 41-27. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, Bear, the last couple of years, the Lions have had the bye week, the last week of the season. Now they've got it week number two. It's not a bad week to have a a, a bye, is it? Because you can make adjustments to what you had to do from the first game. Yes, and it gives you a little more time to get prepared for Anderson. Uh, Again, as before we went to break, a big thing coming out of here, no injuries. Now you get healthy, as you say. The the running backs have time to get healthier. Anybody who has a nagging injury coming to this game can get healthier. But, you know, as Hop said in his interview, it doesn't really matter when you have it. You're going to have a bye week, but... uh, Coming out of here with a 41-27 win is big for them. And uh, it's ironic, like you said early on, watching the two contrasts of the two offenses that were here. And they both put up over 350 yards. And uh, I just have to give the ads to uh, Tomlin. He he played a great game, his first game as a senior here. You could see his leadership on the field. Kept his composure when he needed to throw the ball. Threw the ball to his man and only where his man can make a catch. You know, he almost had an interception here at the end. The ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, fortunately for him, it didn't get picked. And then he goes on to throw a great answering touchdown pass on a boot pass to uh, Paul Miner. So as we told you, next week the Mount has off. They'll be back in action here in two weeks at, at Schuler Field against Anderson. So next week in the conference, the 1 o'clock game will be Adrian at Hanover. Then at 1.30, Trine goes to Bluffton, and Defiance will be at Hope. At 6 o'clock next week, Albion is at Franklin. Cincinnati Christian plays at Anderson. Alma will be at Manchester, and Rose Holman will be at Rhodes. And again, we say Mount St. Joseph will have the week off. So, Bear, not too bad a job today. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. I think I'll come <laughs> back. If, if I can go 2-0, I think Hop and them will have me back. <laughs> I think they will. Bear, thanks a lot. We also want to thank th- this afternoon Blake Watson, the athletic director, Steve Radcliffe, of course, uh, the coaches, Tyler Hopperton, and Gino DeMarco. To all of the sponsors this afternoon, especially Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, and to all the fans out there, our thanks to you for listening. For Dan Benjamin, I'm Dave Mitchell, once again reminding you this afternoon's final score. It was Mount St. Joseph 41, Geneva 27, until two weeks from today against Anderson here from Schuler Field. Have a good afternoon, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University College Football. This game has been brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers and in part by Iron Sharpens Iron, and Good Chicken Tenders, Mount St. Joseph University, Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati, and the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lion Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.